Hello everyone, welcome to the Chart Shot Games Cast. Each and every week, friends gather around and talk about the things that are going on in their lives and the games they've been playing. <laughs> uh, this week, we're going to be discussing our top 10 ish games of the year. <laughs> Emphasis on ish. I have I have ten. I have ten, damn it. For me. For me. That's that's for me personally. Uh today we have I like how Thomas still is still showing off his TV instead of I'm himself. on the right side. People can see my TV. Uh yeah, we have Justin this week. Hi. Oh. I'm Kirby now, apparently. We have Lo. Yo. And we have Ben. <laughs> what? I, I, What's up with these introductions today? Was, I, I just thought of Undertale because I, I streamed it. Know. But oh, yeah, I was doing oh, yeah, okay, a shitty papyrus right laugh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, that, nice. yeah, that is the game. That's a game. But uh, let's talk game of the year, peeps, or games of the year rather. Oh, sure. I think Are we not going to talk better. anything else? Is it just think, Game of the Year? I think if we talk Game of the Year, it's yeah. going to be long enough. So, okay. Unless you have anything you want to talk about. I assume there's going to be gushing in this episode. No, I just didn't, like, I didn't know if we're actually talking about games we've been playing or if it's just Game okay. of the Year games. Uh, we also have um, Ben's trivia. Oh, game, yeah. Game I forgot game. about oh, yeah. that. Holy shit. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, maybe we do that um, next week. No, because you're here. I'll look it up because we got, we got a while to get to it. So let's do Game of the Year stuff first. It won't take long. So you have an action-packed show this week. Uh, oh, no. Uh, so, Lo, how many games do you have on your list? <clears throat> okay, so, sorry. I was <clears throat> I was sipping alcohol <clears throat> right okay. when you asked me that. <laughs> so... <laughs> I was yeah. trying to get this to this before we started, but now we're in the middle of it, so I have to ask you now. <laughs> One, two, three, four. I have four. No, I have five, but I have four that I actually like. Have something to say about them. <laughs> so, what's an honorable mention, technically? Okay. Um, <clears throat> should we just go do our five and then we start at with low? Okay, but that cuts them out quite a bit. Yeah, I don't know. I don't care. I can go first. Doesn't matter. We gotta save some stuff for the written versions. Um. Anyways, Justin, you want to st- we want to start at ten and then work like our way each up. Goes ten, 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 nine, nine, nine. Yeah, that that, yeah. that seems cool. Sure. I mean, my numbering isn't necessarily mm-hmm. finalized uh, because I, te- I. Here's the thing: I have eleven games. Uh, one's an honorable mention, but one I put on there because I I wrote this like a few weeks ago. Um, one I put on there in hopes that I would play it before the end of the year, just assuming it would mm-hmm. be on my game of the year list. I didn't get to play it because oh. I bought a house instead. <laughs> so I own it, but I haven't mm-hmm. played it yet. So I think I'll have to drop it to 10 um, with my honorable mention being number 10. So, yeah, the numbering's a little weird on mine. I'll have to, you know, try to remedy this as I'm reading it. But, yeah, I can start if you yeah, want. Yeah, go ahead. Um, okay. Then, <laughs> according to this list, uh, my number 10 would actually be kind of a weird one, um, which is why it was an honorable mention originally. It's Ooh. the Jackbox Party Pack 5. Nice. Um, the reason I really like this game is because for one, it's like, it's all new. Um, it's all new games. Like, there's no Fibbage, there's no uh, Quiplash, anything like that. Uh, the, the closest there is to, like, an old game on it is You Don't Know Jack. 
like, you know, what spawned this whole thing in the first place, like the old board game uh, with, like, I think it was like a DVD element or something. You don't mm-hmm. know, Jack. Uh, they put kind of a new, like, digital version of that in this. Um, but everything else <laughs> is all new about it. And what's really fun is um, specifically the uh, the game called Madverse City, which is basically like a Mad Libs <laughs> rap game. And it's so much fun. Like, you have to get a good group that kind of has that, you know, that sensibility of, like, being able to rhyme things and have fun with it. But uh, it's essentially the sole reason this game is on my list. So I'll kind of explain it a little bit. Um, So basically, you are given a prompt, which could be, like, a, you know, a proper noun, adjective, adverb, something like that. Kind of like a Mad Libs. So you put a word down, and then it generates a sentence that ends in your word. And then you have to write a whole line that rhymes that uh, that uh, last line that they generated oh. for you with your word. So you know what words you're going to be rhyming, but you don't necessarily know what the actual mm-hmm. line's going to be. Um, so once they give it to you, then you're like, okay, I have to think of something that's like thematically similar to this. Um, and then you'll do that again, and you'll like basically it'll create kind of a four line you know rap stanza. Um, that will go against another person's four-line rap stanza, but uh, it's actually spoken out by these, like, goofy, kind of old-fashioned robot, like, blocky <laughs> rap robots. Um, so they're, like, it's it's kind of this cutesy, like, uh, colored, uh, like, re- really, like, highly colored um, kind of lo-fi uh, art style. And they're just, like, kind of, you know, doing, like, basic animations... <laughs> And using, like, robot voices to say your words, which is really funny with some of the stuff you come up with. If you get, like, really raunchy or something, they're, like, struggling to understand the words <laughs> that you wrote. And it's it's really fun. Um, and we've gotten, like... So, yeah, we had, like, eight people in there at one time, and um, not all of them were good at spelling, which makes <laughs> it even more fun, because they're <laughs> saying the, the misspelled <laughs> words. And Yeah, it's, it's a really fun game when you get a good group together. Um... Also, so like the even the computer, like if you have like you know three or four people, um, well, if you have an odd number of people, I should say, uh, there will be a computer generated one, and sometimes they're like their weird little like auto generated raps are better than what the people come up with, mm-hmm. and that can be really fun. Um, so yeah, there's like a, a lot of the new games are really fun. Like there's one called Split the Room, um, that is basically you're trying to kind of. Uh, come up with scenarios that people would be torn on um it's kind of hard to explain but you you basically you don't want everyone to Uh vote for you um you want like you know kind of a yes or no question where some people would want to do it some people wouldn't because you get more points for splitting the vote between the people um it's it's fun but it's more like weird and kind of quirky uh, the You Don't Know Jack is actually excellent. I never really played that, like, in board game form or anything. So this is my first mm-hmm. experience with it. And it's a traditional trivia, like, game show type thing. But all of the questions are kind of presented in a quirky mm-hmm. way. Where it's, like, it's a fairly normal, like, you know, who is this this famous director type trivia question. But it'll be, like, uh, like you know, something about a movie of theirs. And then, like... Like, if they were to be in this role, what would they do? Or, you know, it's, I, don't, I don't know how to explain it, because it's it's all weird kind of, like, scenarios that they create. But, yeah, it's kind of a fun take on a um, 
on a trivia show and like the final version of it uh you're just kind of like matching um like you're selecting options that like match the the top topic um jackbox is hard to explain <laughs> but i just the point is i think this is like one of the most original packs they've put out in a long time um i feel like three and four around there got kind of stale with some of the stuff they put in there and this they put a lot of creativity into making it new so yeah check it out it's actually on sale right now on switch i don't know if it will be when this goes live but it is currently all right uh, that's it for your honorable mention well that's number 10 technically oh yeah. that's number 10 okay uh, ben. uh my number 10 slash honorable mention uh is street fighter the 30th anniversary collection um, it's uh, not a new game technically, but it is a collection of twelve Street Fighter games of of past, a celebration uh, of its great history, starting from the mediocrity that was Street Fighter One to Three Street Fighter Three Third mm-hmm. Strike. It's a great if you're a person who loves history. It has a lot of great behind the scenes stuff of the creation of of Street Fighter, um, a great timeline of how everything worked out. Great artwork that's been seen and unseen and plus the games you know 12 different street fighter games which you they may not seem different but when you play them and you break them down you're gonna notice the Mm -hmm. difference um i mean you get that first street fighter game (laughs) yeah yeah you get the first one that's you gotta play the first one even if it's for five (laughs) minutes um just mash out sure you can and try to hope you get it um and then get get full by sagat at the end but it's great. I I still find myself every now and then popping it into my Switch. And, you know, I'm just going to play Street Fighter Alpha mm. 2 because I want to. Nice. Or, you know, hey, let's do Championship Edition today. Uh, so, it, like, if you're a Street Fighter fan, buy it. I, and the good thing about Capcom games, especially on Switch, they go on sale pretty regularly. Mm. So if you see it for 25 bucks, it's a steal. It's a great collection. If you've either been a fan of the franchise and you wanted to play these games for some time, or... If you're a new, or if you're going to be diving into the Street Fighter series, this is a great introductory to it. Um, I love it. It's not a new game, but it's a great collection that Capcom put out. I just wish the online was better, but that's my only complaint. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, so my honorable mentions, actual mentions, are uh, just because I didn't have a lot of, I didn't play a lot of it throughout the year, but I really wanted to. And these are some pretty top quality games. Uh, we have God of War, the Kuza 6, and Mega Man 11. Mm. I haven't played a lot of those, uh, throughout this year. Other things have taken my time, Destiny 2 Forsaken. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I, if I played through those games, I probably would be higher on my list, or somewhere in the top five. Mm. Mm. Um, the other two I want to talk about, uh, just briefly, is American Truck Simulator. This is the game that made me... Uh, hey, this game, there was DLC that came out this year for it, okay? So let me talk about it. Who's dying? Uh, that's low. I'm gonna edit that out so it's not gonna sound like he's dying, but yeah, he's dying. Okay. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, I'm just saying, American Truck Simulator took a lot of my time this year, and I just fell right back into playing sim games. It's probably the first sim game I played in a very long time. But it's made me use my steering wheel that I bought for one of the games that are in my top uh, 10 games. Uh, and then Hitman 2. Uh, I really liked uh, Hitman 1, that first one. This is more of it. There's They've made some life improvements on it. But it just feels like I like the maps in the first one more. And it just feels more samey. I kind of want new stuff in my list. Stuff that like I haven't played before or stroke a, a chord with me. So... 
Um, yeah, it's not, it's not in my top 10, but it, what is in my top 10 is Monster Hunter World. That's my 10th game on my list. Wow. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that game. That game came, it out, came out, so back out in January. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. It was an early one. A lot of people really got into it saying it was like their, uh, their, uh, first foray into Monster Hunter mm-hmm. and how it actually made it accessible to them. I was one of those people. I just fell off because I went back into Destiny. Um, I, it actually made me want to explore the other Monster Hunter games, even though I know it doesn't have those life improvements. Because mm-hmm. I just bought Monster Hunter 4 Ultimate on my 3DS. So, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's uh, it's got a great loot grind to it. Online is busted. You need to figure out how to work out like getting with people. Which kind of sucks. Um, I know a bunch of people that bought it on the four. I bought it. On, or it, never mind. I just don't have those people on my PSN. I, I should reach out to them, Abba, if you are on PSN, and uh, <laughs> get playing with. Yes, I think I've got them on there. Yeah. Um, yeah. So ten. I just uh, I like the the monster designs. They're really cool. I like the world that it is uh, with cats feeding you food and stuff. Uh, I need to branch out for more of the weapons. There's a lot of weapon diversity in that game. Um, they all play differently, different stances. So I, I would like to get back into that, but there's so many other games, and my my constant game is Destiny right now. I don't see myself going back to <laughs> right it, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but since I have the 3DS, uh, I'll probably be playing more Monster Hunter on the handheld system going forward because of this game. Uh, That's awesome. Yeah. Monster Hunter blew up this year, and I'm really happy for it. It's mm-hmm. like their most. It's like Capcom's like highest selling game ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's crazy. <laughs> um, it's been a big year for them. Yep. It's great. <laughs> uh, Justin, what's your number nine? Uh, oh yeah, Lotus and Heaven. Yeah, we'll try <laughs> to bust through these uh bottom five pretty quick. Uh, yeah. Just so we can get to. I'll, I'll try to go a little faster. Um, I know you guys know I like to ramble. Yep. Uh, so my number nine <laughs> oh, then oh, is oh. what? I was like, oh, I didn't notice. <laughs> <laughs> Lies. My number nine then is Sunset Overdrive. Nice. Um, and as as I wrote in in the the write up for this, uh, before you at me, remember that this game originally released in 2016, but it just came out in on PC in 2018, mm-hmm. so it yes, counts. It all right. <laughs> Oh, let me go and add Killer7 to my list then. (laughs) (laughs) Do whatever you want. I know. If it's a game that released in 2018, it counts. So, anyway. um, The whole reason this game is on the list is because of its style. Like, it's just so cool to play. It makes you feel cool. Like, zipping around the city, Mm. like, grinding on rails Mm. and bouncing on everything. Like, literally, you can just, like, like, grind on in a circle on some areas and just shoot all the things um, underneath <laughs> you before they, before they can even touch you. Like they can't get up there. It's just so much fun. And the weapons are like ripped right out of a ratchet and clank game. Um, the visual style is really interesting. It's essentially the proto engine for Spider-Man on PS4. Like it scratches that itch in a fun and unique way that, you know, playing Spider-Man for the third time won't do. Although I still kind of want to play Spider-Man for the third time, <laughs> not going to lie. Um, but now that the DLC is over, I, I need a reason to jump back mm-hmm. in. Um, so, yeah. 
this game is still really fun, and I was super upset that I missed it originally because I didn't have an Xbox. So it's been really awesome to be able to jump back in now. Uh, and I hope I can play more of it, but I haven't had a lot of time lately, so this is kind of just a quick and dirty on it. That's why I like it, quick That's and it. dirty. Right? <laughs> uh, ben, what's your number nine? Coming in at number nine is a game that came out right before I took my trip to Chicago. Uh, it's Bloodstained Curse of the Moon. Um, I never was a Castlevania guy growing up. Uh, I never even knew it existed until I saw John Tron do a video about it in 2011. Um, so, uh, I. On this game? Ba- no, 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 no. Just Castlevania in general. Oh, well, like, wow. Jeez. No, no. Um, but, um,. I, I bought it because I remember the Kickstarter for the actual game was supposed to come out at some point, I guess. But uh, I bought this because it was ten bucks. I was like, "Well, okay, let's give it a shot." It's a great love letter to classic Castlevania, specifically Castlevania three, mm-hmm. with the with the uh, four different playable characters. Um, it's not super difficult. It's really accessible. It's really fun. It has different endings depending on which decisions you do. Uh, for ten bucks, you get a lot of mileage out of there. The sprite work is classic eight bit. It looks like Castlevania. It feels like Castlevania. It has some bullshit Castlevania had. But it's not enough. But it, but it's not too much to where you want to quit playing. Uh, it's 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 a really wonderful game. If you haven't played it and you're hungering for a Castlevania fix because uh, Konami's not going to give it to you anytime soon, uh, buy this. It's ten dollars. It is ten dollars. It's worth that. If it's on, if you can't afford ten dollars, wait for it's on sale. So it's on five. Perfectly fine. But buy it. It's one of my favorites. I love playing it. I I, I occasionally find myself. Just popping it in, playing a level or two, and that's it. I need to finish the other endings at some point before the the actual proper game to this one comes out. But uh, Inti creates shout outs to y'all again. Nice. I uh, I I keep forgetting to add that game to my list. So like I guess <laughs> it was pretty. For, I guess it was just forgettable for me. Like I really enjoyed my time with it. I just keep forgetting to include it in uh, my discussions of it. Um, but yeah, I would add that to an honorable mention for me as well. Uh, but number nine for me is Return of the Obra Din. Uh, some oh. of you might remember me talking about this. This is the weird looking yeah. adventure game where you are, uh, an insurance adjuster and you go onto this ship and you delve into people's times of death and try to figure out what killed them and who they were. Uh, <laughs> the only reason this is a little bit lower is that, um, I got to a point where I thought it was, it was the end, but, but I missed a chapter completely. And oh. it's kind of hard to figure out how to start chapters. It's a little obtuse in what it is. Uh, so you ha- so for me personally, I have to look up things on the internet and try and figure things out rather than just naturally coming to the conclusion. You could say I'm a dumbass. That's fine. But I find no, that's me. <laughs> I find I found for. it to be a little bit obtuse in what to do. But the story in it is pretty crazy. Uh, we might do some spoilers for some of these games, so just a heads up. Uh, there's a sea monster in this. There's actually more than just a kraken. There's some weird shit with mermaids and stolen treasure, cursed treasure. <laughs> uh, this game has a lot of style to it. Uh, it's definitely one to check out. Uh, and yeah, that's the end of my take on Overdin. Justin. Yes. Uh, my, what was this, number? Oh, yep. I think we're in eight. Number yeah. eight, okay. Like I said, all my numbers are mm. off. Um, and I don't want to change them yet, because I might still have this list <laughs> changed before it goes out. Well, we'll see what happens. Um, yeah, my number eight is Pokemon Let's Go, specifically Eevee, mm. for obvious reasons. Um, so, this is mostly here for nostalgia. It's not that high, 
because as far as Pokemon games go, it's fairly lackluster. But just the idea of it being like a, a Pokemon Yellow remake in HD on the Switch is just like, it's such a cool novelty that it deserves a mention, at least. Um, I have my problems with the game, like how it kind of picks and chooses what parts of current, you know, lore to to focus on. Like, it's got the Alolan forms in there, but it only has the original 151 plus two that are from 8th Gen. All that stuff that just, like, is kind of messy. But also, it's just really fun. And, I mean, if this is even close to what we're getting with 8th Gen, like, I'm I'm happy. (laughs) Um, and Eevee's adorable, so, you know, there's that. Hmm. But, um, I actually haven't played it in a while because I let my brother borrow it, and he was going to give it back, and I was like, no, I'll just beat it, it's fine. I've got, like, Smash and other things to play right now. So, I will beat it, and we'll see. I've heard the, the post-game is kind of lackluster, so that is part of why it's not much much higher. Um, but I've enjoyed the time I've put into it, and it's, I mean, it's definitely one of the top ten games I've played this year, so, you know, it's on the list, but it's not... It's it's not the best Pokemon game by far. <laughs> ben, coming in at number eight might shock people, but uh, at number eight for me is Dragon Ball Fighters, which came Did out earlier this bait? year. I mean, no, okay. Anyway, continuing. <laughs> um, uh, Dragon Ball Fighters uh, is a hugely anticipated game. It's one of the it was one of the most anticipated games of this year. Uh, I loved it. I waited till I get it on the Switch. When I play, when I played this game, when I finally and I got an Ethernet cord and I played it, there there was a rush to this game. Mm-hmm. It's it's super intense. It's engaging. It's simplistic, but yet it, it's super awesome. But uh, the reason why it's, it's so low is because it has so many problems. It, it, it's the online is just not great. It's bad for the most mm-hmm. part. It's and how there's a lot of little things that make it not perfect. Uh, far from perfect in my opinion. But it's but when I. Like how you get colors, the story mode is boring. Um, how certain DLC is handled, it's it's just there's a lot of pro- there's a lot of problems with it. I don't feel like a lot of people are shining on it too much, but it did, once I got a match, despite that it would take fifteen to twenty minutes to find a goddamn match. <laughs> um, once I got one and I played it and I kept playing the same guy over again with equal skill level and just back and forth, back and forth. Uh, you know, just trying to outthink your opponent with the simplest of mechanics. It was just I was engaging. Like it's just so much mm, fun mm. with um, you know, okay, I'm good I got you down down two, bam, up in the sky, in the super, in the level three. It was it's just so much fun. Uh but it's so it's only it's it's so low because of everything around it, everything surrounding mm. it. The, the it, you have to go into separate modes for offline and online. Oh, you um yeah. Yeah, like and and again, you can't like in other games where you can just buy colors. You had to randomly get them from loot boxes, oh. so you may not even get colors—the ones you want for no. the characters you want to play. Um, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of problems with it, yeah. but the game is fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. Like once you play it, and whether you're a uh, top tier Evo winning champion, shout out to shout out to you, Sonic Fox, or you're a scrub like me, the game's great. But, yeah, that's why it's at number eight. And my number eight is Stay of Decay 2. Uh, I oh. talked about... This is another early-in-the-year game. Mm-hmm. I think it came out around April, right? Um, it, March or April. Yeah, March. I don't remember. I meant to get it and then didn't have money around then. So <laughs> it was that time. But. Right. Uh, I, I The first Stay of Decay t- um, game, I didn't play a whole lot of. I played a little bit more in Stay of Decay 2. Uh 
I can't. I couldn't tell you the differences between the two. <laughs> uh, uh, but should it get you as multiplayer? Yeah, that, I think that's that. that's probably about it. Mm-hmm. But uh, for some reason, I play this game a lot more. I like the survival mechanics to it and uh, uh, recruiting people for your for your team. I remember having or telling you guys about the stories that I've had. One of them was like there was this asshole that I just I needed to get rid of because <laughs> he was causing problems for all my other members. Like there was that inter um that that personalized story of like the the different people that are part of your group is what I enjoyed about that game quite a bit and also the base building. Uh I should get back to it. It's just one that again fell off for other games that I was playing throughout the year. Other games. But yeah. I, yes, the <laughs> other game. Um but yeah, I I like that um that conversation between the different characters in your groups and like hmm. trying to solve problems between them and the zombie hordes. Uh, I like that there's a decision where you can just leave one to die or go out with one and just kill them to get rid of the problem. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, uh, stay the kid too. I need to get back to that again. Hmm. Hmm. Nice. Uh, so, Justin, seven. Yes. Seven is a three pack of Spyro the Reignited Ooh. trilogy. Um,. So this, I say it's a three pack, but it's kind of just for the first game, <laughs> um, because it's really the only one I've played. But man, the nostalgia feels good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like this, that is a game that's perfectly remade, uh, and feels just like it's a new game on PS4. Like they really didn't do anything to it; they just made it look nicer and put it on the new system. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it's not, you know, it's not a remaster. They actually built it from the ground up, but they didn't, like, you know, they didn't update it or anything like that. They added a map system to the first game. It was only in the second and third, originally. Um, and they gave the dragons a little more personality, but that's it. It's the same game. But I enjoyed that more than most other games this year. <laughs> so that's saying something. Um Honestly, a lot of my games on this list are either like throwbacks <laughs> or like modern remakes. <laughs> um, so it's it's telling <laughs> that a lot of the actually original games this year didn't really interest me. But yeah, I was super hyped for this game. It lived up to the hype. Um, I'm still not a huge fan of the second game. So we'll see if I stick with that. I might just jump to the third one, which I also have a lot of nostalgia for. But... I don't know if it's nostalgia driving my interest in the games, or if it's just that the second game isn't that good. Mm. Um, I've been told to give it another try by some people on Reddit. <laughs> um, but, uh, I don't know, man. Um, you gotta I do what the internet though, tells you to, man. <laughs> right? I will say, though, there's some dumb parts of this game. Like, I kind of wish they would have done a little bit more to update it. Uh, because, like, the bosses are basically non-existent. Like, they're just... You go across a platforming stage, you like slam into them, and then they run away. You go through the next part of the platforming stage, slam into them, run away. Like, that's it. Even the final boss is that way. Except it's a, a basically a one hit kill, where if you fall off the stage or something, you have to do the whole thing over again. There's a lot of crap in that game. Um, but the collectathon elements are real good. So, that, that's, that's pretty much it. I still love Spyro. Cool. Ben. Coming in at number seven is a 
game that I wish would eventually become an actual Saturday morning cartoon. It's Monster Boy and the Cursed Kingdom. Uh, this yes. is a Metroidvania game because Lord knows everybody loves a good Metroidvania. Uh, sure. Very fun, very energetic. I love the soundtrack. Um, it's nice to support a second property that isn't a mainstream, a big mainstream one. Um, very wonderful, beautiful graphics. Uh, very wonderful art style. Um, certain aspects I wasn't a fan of, like certain bosses just had a little bit extra bullshit, as I said in our previous show. Uh, but still a very, very enjoyable experience. I hope this means we'll get more Monster Boy games in this style. But uh, still a very, very fun time. I'm glad. Never heard of Monster Boy such Wonder Boy before, but I'm glad I heard of it now. Number seven. Nice. Uh, my number seven, I hope I don't get shanked for this one. <laughs> oh, I'm ready. It's Spider-Man. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, no, I, uh, I really enjoyed five, my time geez. with Spider-Man. Uh, the, like, the stuff that I love the most about this game was the interactions between Peter Parker and MJ. And, like, they're, uh, he's shaking me already. <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, I just, like, I like the interactions between MJ and Peter Parker. Um, like, their relationship of breaking up and getting back together again and all, all that good stuff. Uh, it's probably the best MJ and Peter Parker interactions in, um, I've only seen the movies and the shows, so out of all that stuff, this is it. Uh, it's the best. Yeah, it is. She's so good. She's great. <laughs> Love her. Uh, it's just some of the stuff, like the side stuff, I just really, I really hated. Like the challenges, I talked about on the last podcast, like some of the side stuff I just absolutely did not like to do, and I didn't like that. It locked me out of the some of the costumes that I wanted to play around with. I didn't even unlock all the gadgets to use, because I had to get challenge tokens. I was like, fuck that. <laughs> I actually did, I I just finished some of those in the DLC. Like it's kind of nice because you keep getting that stuff through. Like it all compounds in the DLC, so it's like it's actually kind of incentivizing you to continue playing. Yeah, but no, I, I get what you mean. Uh, I just didn't. I also don't like it when it gets to the point in open world games where it's like everything's on lockdown. Here's the military everywhere, and it just makes it harder to get around mm-hmm. the city. It's like yeah. people shooting rockets at you all the time. It's mm-hmm. easy to get away from, but it's just a hassle. Uh, but everything else on my list, I. I don't think there's a single thing that I actually hated about the game. Uh, that's the only reason why it's on 7, because everything else I just really enjoyed. Um. Well, what's funny is everything you said was correct. Like, I'm not disagreeing. Yeah, hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah and all the villain stuff, like, with the stuff with Octo Activity. So I won't get into all of it, because I know Justin's going to spill all over it, uh, shoot his webs all over it. <laughs> and it's great. It's a good, it's a good-ass Spider-Man game. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, Justin, number six. My number, okay, number six. Uh, my number six is Mega Man Eleven. Nice. Um, I considered putting this higher. I'll admit, but at the end of the day, it's still. I mean, it's a base Mega Man mm. game. Like, I don't like those as much as Mega Man X or anything mm-hmm. like that. Uh, but it's also one of my favorite original Mega Man games. Like, it's one of two that I've beaten. The other one was Mega Man 8, which I know people have opinions on. Um, so it's kind of holds a special place in my heart for that. Um, it has some of the, the most brilliantly designed uh, Mega Man boss, like, levels um, as far as the way it lays out the rooms and stuff. I've talked about it plenty before. But it also, like, a lot of the powers you get aren't really that useful to actually use in the levels. So it 
kind of feels, I mean, it, it feels like the 11th entry in a series, you know, mm-hmm. like it treads a lot of the same ground and things like that, but it's a new Mega Man game in 2018. It gets mad props for that alone. Um, and I, like, it was one of those games where I, I got it and I couldn't stop mm-hmm. playing it. I think that's the sign of a great game. Um, but there's nothing specifically that stands out of why I loved it so much. Part of it goes back to that thing of like, my list is mostly nostalgia. <laughs> um, and it hit that hard. So yeah. Nice. That, that's it. Ben. Okay, continuing the trail of waterfalls. Um, number six for me is a game that just came out a couple of weeks ago, and it's Gris. Uh, published by Devolver Digital, uh, uh, Namada Studios uh, made the game. Um, I I remember seeing this game back in the summer, and I was like, I need to play this. It looks beautiful, and it is beautiful. I streamed it on Twitch, which I'll plug at the end. I don't want to interrupt it now. But uh, needless to say, this was an experience. It was so relaxing. It's a puzzle platformer that just encapsulates sort of everything about overcoming depression or over overcoming... You can see... In this, it's it's very much how you interpret it. It's, um, it's depression. It could be uh, a trauma. It could be loss of a loved one. It could be a lot of things. But I, uh, towards the end of it, when because uh, as you go through the game, you sort of unlock colors that sort of make the world come more life around her. And the final sort of area of the game, like you see all the colors. You see the blues. You see the reds. You see the greens. You see the stars. You see all these beautiful things. And like I got overwhelmed. Like I started crying. A little bit on stream because it's just so overwhelming with emotion and there's no dialogue there's no like close-up on her face too much there's a little bit of a cutscene at the beginning and the end but it's just all told through music and through the gameplay and through and through uh the 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 the, the aesthetics of everything is such a beautiful game it's short it's only about three and a half four hours if you go through it um uh, there's not it's not real if, if you're looking for a explore kind of thing this is not it this is a i want to relax or i need something to calm my nerves or i want to see something triumphant uh this is definitely one of them i wish it didn't come out when it did only because it got enveloped in what i'd call the smash hole where everything just got Gross. ignored by it um, <laughs> coin, coin that please um so like it, nobody was talking about it or at least not enough so hopefully me putting it at number six um is gonna do something for it again it's it's only four hours um similar to things like journey or um uh i mentioned it last freaking week but i'm gonna ignore it for now um the diving game um absolutely it's similar to that it's it's very good and again uh i streamed all the the entire game and i um, i i became overwhelmed with emotions at the end but that's number six gris please go play this game if you want something different in your Mm -hmm. life Numbers. Put some gris in your smash hole. Oh, just don't put coins out of the it, box cover. Uh, number six for me is Donut County. This is just a delightful game that you can finish and play in two hours. Complete experience. Uh, the art style is great. The music is great. Uh, best in-game cell phone stuff, maybe possibly. Uh, you can buy this game on your iPhone if you want the emojis. Uh, <laughs> um. Yeah, it's just absolutely relaxing, just making your hole bigger, making that smash hole bigger. It's all about. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Oh dear. Yeah, I, I had a great time with it from beginning to end. 
and I recommend it. Um, so number five, let's start with low. Okay. So my number five is my honorable mention because only because it's more there for kind of, kind of personal reasons. And also I actually kind of worked on this game. It's, it's, uh, <laughs> NBA 2K19. So collusion, collusion, cheating. no collusion. Well, he, hear me out. Just hear me out. Okay. So <laughs> <laughs> he's only played five new games this year. Come on. Yeah. I've only played five new games. Come on, give me a break. Guys. It's on the bottom of his Fair. list. <laughs> it's an honorable mention for crying out loud. <laughs> so, okay. So first of all, this game, yeah, like I said, first of all, I worked on it. I did QA testing for it um, just this most previous summer. And it was interesting because until – it's funny because it, it took me – it took being forced to play a sports game, more specifically a basketball game, to remind me, oh, yeah, I actually enjoy playing basketball games. So, like, the entire time I was, like, testing it and all that stuff, even though I was, you know, testing it for – flaws and things like that whatever like i was still like i was like oh this is cool like whatever like it's you know i enjoy sports games it's like you know um yeah i used to play i used to play a couple of sports games back in the day and just kind of reminded me of that kind of thing <laughs> and yeah and it's not a bad basketball game either it's not horrible it it reviewed fairly well on consoles not so great on PC, but that's it's <laughs> kind of like, looking at that score. Yeah, it's <laughs> I like looked at it the first day and it was like okay, but then it was after that I'm like no, I just don't check anymore. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I mean, it was it it ended up being fine on on uh, consoles. It was a very um, functional game, and one one nice thing about it is one thing a lot of people uh, complain about was a lot of the micro transactions that are in the game. But here's the thing: the, pretty much everything you do in that game will earn you currency so it's like you don't even have to like go online and play against other people whether you're into like the pvp the pve there's there's ev like every single mode would earn you like just this currency so you can just like you know get stuff in the game so you're you can still you know kind of keep up with everybody else not so much with the people who just you know buy like everything day one you know max up the credit card or whatever that aside i just remember that being like a really big complaint but that's kind of one thing that i actually was really surprised with this game because I kind of figured that they would kind of, I don't know, I always kind of thought that they would just kind of like really just lean into that sort of thing. But it's, 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 it's like I said, it's a serviceable sports game and it's, it's the first uh, game that I uh, have my name in the credits of. So <laughs> that's pretty cool. <laughs> um, I haven't played it since <laughs> I tested it, but <laughs> I just <laughs> rigged. I, uh, but yeah, um, it's it's just nice to pop in every once in a while, play a game or two. So for that, it gets honorable mention. Cool, Justin. Uh, number five, right? Yep. Yeah. Cool. All right. You'd think I would catch on to this like being one ahead thing, but no, I'm, mm -hmm. I'm not. Uh, my number five is Celeste. Nice. Uh, as I'm sure Ben will appreciate. Top five, boys. Yes. Um, I debated putting this higher, honestly, but I'm not very good at it. So, like, as much as I love it, it's just not my style of game. Um, I did give it a perfect score, you know, in a review. So I, I think that's telling how good the game is. But as far as my own personal top ten, this is as high as I felt comfortable putting it for me. Um, so, yeah. there There's a lot of things I can say about this game. I mean, the story is beautiful. Uh, the game is hard, but satisfying, um, ladies. 
But mm. <laughs> oh, no. also, it's just like it's such a good, <laughs> it's such a good atmosphere, and just like the feeling you get while playing it. Yeah, you're gonna want to break your controller in half, but it's like it's the best version of that. You know what I mean? Hmm. Hmm. Um, and I keep wanting to play more of it because it actually like a, a lot of these games like Super Meat Boy and stuff like that. They're just levels to levels to levels. Like, there can be some fun little goofy things in between, but there's not really anything engaging there. It's just, like, the need to beat it. With this, there's actually, like, an alluring story to kind of keep you going. So even when it's super frustrating, you're like, okay, what just happened? Like, I have to know, like, I have to keep going to find out what just happened and get some resolution to this. Like, again, I don't want to get too much into spoilers in any of these games, but there's a section that takes place in a hotel. Um, and the, like, the owner of this hotel is kind of stringing you along, and you're just like, okay, what does he, like, what is his deal? Like, <laughs> why is he like this? And so it's like, it's, you know, every part of the level is literally just like the same thing. You have like a screen of a challenge that you have to get past. But there's this guy that's just kind of like pulling, literally pulling you forward to the next screen in such a unique way that a lot of these games don't have. Um, and so like, even when I, you know, put it down for a while, I still want to go back to it. Like I haven't beaten it, but I keep wanting to go back to it whenever I have a few moments. Um, but then I get mad a few screens in and I'm like, okay, I have to take a break right now. So something that like, it's good in short bursts or if you're Ben, just like play until you hate yourself. <laughs> um uh but <laughs> I thought he was going to say something. Um but it's just it's just fun. And it's just it's a magical unique experience that everyone needs to experience. So, yeah. Shout out to number 5. Man. I I wish I liked Celeste. I really did. I do too. <laughs> uh for that for me that game is basically just the music. Everything else I didn't really care for. Oh yeah, the music's great yeah, too. The music is it's the best music of the year for sure. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you should have won. <laughs> ben. Coming in at number five for me is a fighting game that I did not expect to love. A fighting game that I had no connection to. A fighting game that was premiered at Evo of twenty seventeen. Uh, that was like, huh? We're doing this, okay? And um, out of the two big fighting games that came out this year, one I thought was I was gonna love, and I already mentioned that one already. But I say, heroin, blaze blue cross tag battle. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, yeah, this. Uh, the, I I I kind of bought this game like as a lark when I got it. I was like, well, let's just try it, you know. Marvel, Marvel's not being always playing Marvel anymore. I can't get my tag action anymore right now because I haven't gotten fighters at this point. But little did I know, I would become infatuated with this game. Um, it, it's just so much hmm. fun. It, it it does what Dragon Ball C Dragon Ball Fighters doesn't oh. do. It still maintains that very simplistic minimalistic combat system, but. If you're a player who wants more options, it's so much more options hmm. you can do in terms of crazy combos, defensive options, 
um, tags, extending combos. It's so it's deeper than most people thought it was. And if you've seen any kind of high level tournament play, you're in for some crazy stuff that's only seen in like a versus sort of tag kind of game. Um, each character, each of the characters are unique and different. Yes, some of the sprites are more used, but to me, this is kind of like the anime version of Marvel vs. Capcom 2, where a lot of that game was basically just old sprites thrown in thrown in the same game. That's why they had so many mm-hmm. characters. Um, the, the the DLC was great, um, you know, it, it, and it's just it's just so crazy. Uh, I uh, my only regret is I didn't play it as much as I wish I should have. Um, but whether I was winning, whether I was losing, whether I was getting perfect, it, it didn't matter. When I booted up that game and I plugged it into my Switch, I played it and I had fun. I found my mains, I found multiple characters to play with, and it, like it took over my possession, my love of Street Fighter for a while, and it still does. I still play it from time to time, but another fighting game currently has my my current attention. But yeah, uh, Blaze Blue Cross Tag Battle, a un. A surprise that I did not expect to love how, uh, at number five. How many Gokus are in there? <laughs> None, thankfully. Uh, so my number five is a little game known as The Missing. Sveri's uh, new game. Hmm. It's not the Dogwood game or the Cat game. It's uh, the 2D side-scrolling, maim yourself and throw th- your body parts at things game. Uh... <laughs> This came out of nowhere. It's like, so I didn't have a lot of games that I played this year, but I did buy some. And I was just playing Destiny. I was like, you know what? I should really play some other stuff to get a feel for, uh, some games to put on my list. Mm-hmm. And this one really surprised me with its style, its music, um, uh, its tone and feel, the, the themes that it delves into, uh, self harm and identification. I talked about that a couple of weeks ago or a week ago. Um, yeah, I haven't finished it yet. Uh, I've heard some crazy stuff about the ending. Um, I, I like the... Uh, it's a different way to tackle puzzles. I could literally say this is a very unique game also. Like, I could say I've never, like, chopped my leg off to get into another part of the next stage area or, like, decapitate myself to get into the next area or what? give myself a concussion <laughs> or break my neck to get into the next area of a game. Um, it's really messed up and dark, uh, which I have a really, I, I'm really attracted to, because I don't know, I grew up as a dark person, I guess. But I grew up as <laughs> a dark person, too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, uh, The Missing really spoke to me. Uh, like I like games that, that delve into uh, dark themes that a lot of people don't really like to talk about. And uh, the story in it is great. Yeah, number five. The other, the other games on this list are, um, bigger in scope, uh, ahead, like ahead of the missing or bigger in scope. Uh, just did a whole lot more with the genre that I thought could be possible. But, uh, yeah, missing's great. Everyone should check that out. Um, hmm. so number four, uh, low. Okay. Uh, number four is... You're going to like this one, Thomas. Number four for me is Destiny 2 Forsaken. So Yes, I made it, I made it on the list. <laughs> I made you put it on the list. <laughs> okay, so it's... Because uh, Destiny 2... How so, far did you even get into it? Well, okay, so here's the thing. I haven't gotten that far into it. I've, 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 um, I'm mostly just kind of wandering around just shooting shit because that's just what I do when I play Destiny 2. But okay, so the reason I specifically say Forsaken is because... When I 
first played Destiny 2, I really, I don't know, I, I didn't really, I didn't play Destiny 1 really at all, aside from the beta. So really all I was expecting was a Destiny game on PC, which is exactly what I ended up getting. So initially when I was going through like the campaign and stuff, the original story, I think it was called the Red War or something like that with uh, the yep, with Red the War. Marsh- with the Marshmallow Man uh, Gaul, <laughs> the Michelin Man. But uh, so like I went through the campaign and I was like, okay, cool. That was a story. It was that that happened. Whatever. So then I eventually ended up playing through Curse of Osiris and Warmine, and those just kind of felt like, I don't know, like they were cool, they were like cool missions and stuff like that, but they just just kind of felt like just sort of, if I guess if Destiny were an anime, they'd be like filler episodes, for lack of a better term. I don't know, for me anyways. But so when I finally played Forsaken, and it was really for me, it was like that first like mission that like got you into it before like all the shit happens. And then it's just like, Oh, well now this is kind of turning into a whole revenge story kind of deal. Just like the whole, like, I, I don't know. I just really liked how really well scripted out everything was just in the mission, just how everything like went down and just like, you know, you have these, uh, this new kind of like twist on the fallen that you have to fight against. And like, you have all these badass dudes that, you know, the scorn. The scorn. That's what they are. So I guess from from a lore aspect, I guess they're fallen who have been. They had like their a pair of their arms removed or something. But I guess some of these guys like grew them back or something. I don't. I don't know. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm not exactly. Lore they're tainted by to- uh, the ether. They've been like they're like scorn that are fallen that got really fucked up and. Uh, changed. <laughs> like, okay, they so they're, but, they're, but they they do like they do look a bit different from your standard fallen. They're like a little bit a little like they like, act different too. Here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Different animations and stuff. So they're you know there's more fun stuff to shoot at. So <laughs> and then uh, but but yeah. So yeah, just for that reason, it just Destiny Forsaken. It just kind of got me. So it's just like okay, this is just after playing, just after getting into Forsaken, I'm just like okay, Destiny. Like I see you, whatever, cool. Like <laughs> yeah, like uh, like uh, I got you the game because uh, I know like Justin's like tapped out. He's done. Um, <laughs> also, what about him? Maybe the game too. But I bought you the I game. I could be brought back. I just nothing has convinced There's me. Bows. You're done. There's bows now. I, I think I think you're done. <laughs> I'm probably done. Uh, I'm just saving you the trouble. Uh, but for though, like I asked them, like, would you be interested in the game if you got it? And I said, just play the the story stuff. Like, you don't have to do any of the yeah. extra stuff because, like, the story uh, stuff of Forsaken is really damn good. I like story gets... stuff and like shooters and stuff like that too. So that's what really it hooked me. Like, so like, like that first mission, especially like I said, it was just so. Yeah. You're probably at the point where you have to like fight all the different bosses now, and all of them are different, and yeah. they have their own uh, style of fighting them and everything. Like it's really it's it's cool, man. <laughs> yeah, and I just got the bow too, and I was like, okay, this is neat. I don't really like use it that much, but if I want to like you know switch things up, I'll like swap it out. You know, they're like, good for taking down shields. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's okay. I'll maybe I'll just use them for that stuff then. Cool, cool. <laughs> but yeah, I just I don't know. It's Destiny. It's cool. It's just it's a fun game. The the shooting mechanics are solid. Some of the best shooting mechanics I've experienced in you know almost any shooter and just stuff like that. You know, you got your little floaty jumps and your your space magic and stuff. So so yeah. So Forsaken and um, I don't know if you, if you've never played Destiny before, Destiny Two Forsaken is a good place to start because I think does it is I think it comes with all of the you get all the DLC now when you purchase If you buy contract. Forsaken, you should get uh, the first game in the DLC. Okay, yeah. So yeah. Kind of like what they did with Taken King. Okay, cool. Yeah. So uh, is this yeah. the... This is going to be... Is this like the last like big 
DLC for Destiny 2, or is there more to come? Um, right now we have the annual pass going on. That goes on until the... Okay, so we had winter, spring... Yeah, it goes until the summer, and they probably will have another big thing. Okay. And I'm expecting that to be um, the Dreadnought ship from the first game. Mm-hmm. Probably going to go back there. The Twiangles? Uh, deal with... <laughs> no, those triangles are completely unknown, and no one knows what the hell no, they we are. Still don't know what those are. People are yeah. expecting that to be like the ultimate form of uh, the darkness. Oh, okay. That was yeah. from the first game, right? The darkness, and that's like that's like three DLCs away. Like for what I I'm thinking. Oh, it's, okay, there's, okay. There's this there's a thing that I saw and I noticed. I'm like, oh shit, guys! And like I started freaking <laughs> out. I went to like my uh, my Destiny ch- like friend group. We're all talking about it. I'm like, oh my god, just figure this out, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, anyways, I'll talk more about that game later. But yeah, you guys no. will know what just, that is. As far as, um, just last little note on Destiny 2, just is, I think from this point on, if they just focus more just on like their story stuff and expanding like on the lore and just throwing that into like the missions and things, like then, you know, they have nowhere to go but up from here. Cause that's where, the, that's what they try to do with Osiris and that, but it just didn't. Flight. Like it didn't hold people over in the Osiris felt kind of repetitive to me because of the that area that you, you get to learn all about Osiris and Saint fourteen and all that shit. But like it was yeah. just way too yeah like repetitive. Like the forest stuff was um not good mm-hmm. at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, you couldn't ride your sparrow, so like it felt mo- limited in mobility. Right, right. It's just the way it played was bad. The story stuff was fine. Mm-hmm. But anyways. <laughs> yeah. I could talk to you forever about Destiny. <laughs> Maybe, yeah, we'll have to see this for another day. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, Justin, we're doing four now. Yeah, sorry, I blacked out what you guys were talking about. Rude. Uh, Destiny. Yep. Um, yeah, my number four is the Mega Man X Collection. Mm. Mm. Um <laughs> Nice. I know. Okay. I know. More games. Hey, I put I put the game, anniversary collection up. at the end, so you're. I, I feel you, homie. <laughs> the anniversary yeah, collection didn't come out this year, though. Last year. The, the X one. The, the Street Fighter came out. Street Fighter. Yeah, Street Fighter one. Oh, the Street Fighter oh. 30th edition did. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I thought no, you meant no, the Mega Man. No. Capcom boys. All right. <laughs> um. Yeah. So Mega Man X collection. It's really good. Um, the reason it's on this list specifically is because uh, I played, well, I beat, I should say, seven Mega Man X games in like three weeks or something like that. Um, I tried to go for eight, but honestly, I got so burnt out after the first seven, especially number seven, which was awful, <laughs> that I just, I didn't feel like beating eight. Like, it was way better. I just didn't feel like doing it anymore. Um, so yeah, I beat seven X games in three weeks yeah. and I think that's worthy of a place on this mm-hmm. list. Um, because I love that series so much and part of why I was so excited about Mega Man 11 is I said that the, uh, continuation of the Mega Man X series was dependent on the sales of Mega Man 11, which I hate when companies do mm-hmm. that. Like hold a series ransom t- to try true, and though. drum up like, sales. It's, it's true. Yeah, I know. But it's still, like, they're doing that right now with um, No More Heroes 3 and the uh, Travis Strikes Back game or whatever. Luck. Which is not a real No More Heroes game, but they're still saying, like, if you want a real No More Heroes game, buy this weird indie spinoff. Mm. And it's things like that. It's like, Mega Man X and Mega Man really aren't the same series. Like, yeah. people, different people like them right. differently. I like Mega Man X way more than I like the original Mega Man. Why would they hold one ransom... <clears throat> With the other. But that's beside the point. This is Game of the Year. <laughs> um, 
So yeah, it was just, it was really refreshing going back and playing those games again. Uh, I mean, they, they weren't changed at all, really. Like there was achievements, which is cool, I guess, or whatever Switch calls achievements. <laughs> um, but they're like in-game versions. But it was just like, it was fun because I hadn't really played through, uh, five or six before and I'd never even touched seven. So it was kind of cool. Like I was playing those for the first time. They're not good. I did a whole video on why Mega Man X5 sucks. But <laughs> just having that experience um, for the first time was refreshing. And seeing like the degradation of the series over time <laughs> um, was sad, but interesting in a, in a cool way. Especially like so close together mm-hmm. like that. Like that's kind of the cool thing about a collection is you see how a series changes with each entry. Um, and so going from one to the next was a little <laughs> bit of whiplash with like being super powered and then not again. Mm-hmm. But it also goes to show like how sometimes less is more with games like that. Um, cause the more complicated ones I didn't think were as good. Mm-hmm. Like Mega Man X3, for example. Um, so yeah, I just, I thought it was worthy of a shout out because I mean, that series hasn't gotten any love in a long time since Mega Man X8 basically. Yeah, 15 years. So if I want to put it on my my game of the years list, darn also, it, I'm going to. Also, it's been it's 15 worth years. It's worth it for the X challenge me. alone, just just what that mode it brings. True, that stuff is all new, and like the boss yeah, rushes that, with like two that's crazy two bosses together. Yeah. Like there's some really cool stuff in there that's I'm new to this hands, collection. I didn't touch that oh, stuff, yeah, but it's it seems really I want to cool. stream it and just get destroyed. Yeah. Like I said, by that time I was burnt out, okay. so I, I didn't bother. But yeah, that's my number four. Coming in at number ben. four is the only RPG on my list uh, for this year, and is a game that I wasn't sure I was going to like when I first started it, but I fell in love towards the end because of its storytelling. Ladies and gentlemen, it is Octopath Traveler, uh, the sort of big Woo-hoo. RPG game that sort of made Kotaka articles write, are RPGs back? Uh, but no, for real, this game was amazing. Of course, I've already talked to death about its amazing use of sprite work mixed with uh, its its sort of playwright aesthetics. Um, its music is so beautiful; like it only it only rivals Celeste to how amazing this music is. I, I have a YouTube playlist that I'll listen to, uh, whether it's the Serene Force or the epic battle scenes or you know just casual casual conversation scenes it's just all amazing and it was such a fresh take on the rpg genre for me because and while i wasn't sure how to feel about it at first i was uh in terms of it not being like a complete overall narrative but instead eight individual stories that kind of had loose connecting threads between them or some of them really good deep connecting threads i found it refreshing it found me wanting to like look more to the world it made me care about these characters more so than i probably would have done if they were all part of like one party and you maybe got experience with the warrior most with Oberic or um or the dancer primrose you know but here i got to invest time to every single one of them um in in the post game and again once and the beautiful part is once you start seeing those threads connect it kind of makes the world richer in a way but it doesn't feel contrived you can get what you want out of it um i don't it's not the perfect game i don't like that side quests don't give you experience points um but i i love it i hope this means like how well it's sold because it's sold really well that square enix will do more with different characters like just call it octopath traveler 2 or whatever and just do Final Fantasy of it. Just do different characters, a different lore, a different world. Just do it. I want more of this game, uh, more of this type of, uh, of storytelling. 
Uh, beautiful, beautiful game. I want to own the soundtrack. I wish I bought the collector's edition. I, I want to go back in time. I want to play it again. I want to play it again. That's my number four. Cool. Uh, my number four, and I had this at five, but during the recording I switched it. Uh, it's Forza Horizon 4. Oh. The game that changed huh. second, the second most game, or whatever you want to say, that changed my life. I bought a steering wheel for this game. Oh, yeah. Uh, so now my setup is completely busted. Uh, <laughs> um, <clears throat> I wouldn't have played this game if I didn't have Game Pass, that's for sure. Hmm. Uh, I didn't buy it. I had Game Pass. I played it that way. Uh, I initially played it on the PC. Um, now I'm playing it on my Xbox because I have a 4K TV now. Um, so I could take advantage of that. Mm-hmm. And also, I am horrible with the driving stick or driving wheel. I'm way better with a regular gamepad. Um, but yeah, uh, they've done a lot for Forza, especially Forza Horizon 4, uh, or Forza Horizon. Um, the, the change with the, the set, uh, the, the seasons. It really changed a lot of the way you could play the game because um, before you would just stick with like one or two or three different cars to use, like one for off-road, one for on-road, and one for performance or whatever, drag racing or whatever, or drifting rather. This one, it kind of forces you to change up your, your, your car. Also, the way you level up in the game is based on the car, so... Uh, each car has their own like skill tree, so you kind of want to test each one out and uh, level it up in a certain way. Um, I like, I didn't think I didn't I didn't really think Forza like it, this this one really took me by surprise because I didn't think about it for a while until like literally last night I bought a 4K TV and I plugged in and I was like oh, I'm playing God of War I'm like oh yeah like I don't have a 4K PlayStation up here it's downstairs for the VR. Let me plug in my Xbox. And I started playing Force. I'm like, holy shit, this game looks friggin' amazing. Uh, it's, it's absolutely stunning. Uh, there's new DLC for it that I want to check out. Um, the, the, I was, I was racing 1940, 1950, like muscle cars in the snow off road. And we were going at like 50 to like 80 kilometers per hour on this track. And I was just thinking, this is the most ridiculous thing I've ever done in a racing game. Sounds it's legit. badass. It's <laughs> fucking awesome. So then I just drove around in this like muscle car that I painted as a taxi for a while. <laughs> it's it's a fun ass game, <laughs> and it, it's one of the games that made me like driving it. Like I like three, but before that, I hated driving games. Like I, yeah. it was like, if you asked me, bef- like two or three years ago, what games I hated the most, it would be driving and fighting games. Really, and hmm. <laughs> in this. I have completely changed my view on these type of games. Uh, I would put Burnout up here, but Burnout's already been released, so I didn't want to put that on my list. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, Burnout Paradise, but yeah. Uh, Forza Horizon 4, fantastic game. Changed my life. For the better, who knows. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, low, number three. All right, so number three. It's funny that you, um, you mentioned that uh, your last game kind of changed your perspective on like a certain genre because one genre that I can't stand partially because I can't go anywhere without seeing a game in this genre is the whole roguelike slash roguelite genre. And I'm just like, 
I'm so tired of these games. Like people seem to stop making games like this. And then, and then all of a sudden, one fateful evening, the evening of the Game Awards, I won a copy of Dead Cells from. Yes. Yeah. So you, the way it worked was, if you were to watch the the stream in within the Steam uh, app, you had a chance to win whatever game. And they're like, hey, you won this game. It's in your library now. I was like, okay, okay cool. So I, I I jumped into it. I started playing a little bit, and this is a really fun game. I like it a lot. Like, I don't really even mind a lot of the time that it's a roguelite because just because there are some roguelites that are really like more that, that are like really like rogue style where like you just lose everything. You just start over from the beginning. <laughs> Isaac. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so for me, like if you have something, just just anything that sort of just <clears throat> carries over, like some sort of progression, anything like that, then you're more likely to catch my attention. And Dead Cells this is one of those things that has it in the form of the the weapons that you can collect, and just um, there there are also other various sort of like permanent upgrades you can upgrade, like your little health flask sort of thing. And one thing that I will say that I wish. Uh, you were able to do in this game was be able to choose your loadout because it, whenever you start over, you just start out with like the starting gear. It was like whatever. And you can level that up though. You can get you can make it different. But it's just kind of like a random sort of draw though, right? You can't like choose like a specific like I want like this yeah. weapon that I've like leveled up and like has all these bonuses and these perks and stuff. But there is yeah, there are I, mods I think I would be on board with you. Uh, like if they made it so that it's one of the game, one of the items that you've already picked up but not powered up. Like a base level of that version of that of that weapon that you've cool already too. picked up. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Like that would be that would make it a lot better in my perspective. Yeah, because I mean, you because uh, it's one thing. Cause it's funny because one thing I just like, I just got really good with that starter sword too. Is the thing as a result because I kept <laughs> dying so many damn times. And, yeah, man. <laughs> you ever pick the shield or do you always go? Uh, Bow and sword. Uh, I usually just go bow and sword. I usually just like yeah, to duck man. around, dive around, stuff like that. And there's just lots of cool little neat little features and stuff. Like if you like hit certain walls, like you can get food. It'll like revive your life. I was like, oh, cool. I didn't even like. So I kind of like little. I'll, I'll do this like. I didn't even know about that. Really? It's funny <laughs> because like I just. It just developed this kind of like little ritual for me now. I'll just like. If I see a wall, I'm like, I'll just swing at it. Just if something happens. Oh, man. Stuff. I should do that. God and then it. also, I don't know if you noticed this either, but with if you have a closed door, you can either like open the door or you can smash the door. You smash the oh, door. Oh, yeah. I, I always stun. smash the door. Yeah, I always smash yeah. the door, stun whoever's on the other side. That's always really cool. Do a little combo thing. But yep. It's a really cool game. Uh, you can also really... do like a ground pound, like uh, drop from the ceiling, smash Oh, yeah, down. yeah, yeah, yeah. If yeah, you, fun fact, if you do a little ground pound, if you do it straight down into spikes, because I did that once on accident. Oh, shit. There's an achievement <laughs> for that. <laughs> the achievement, I believe it's called We've All Been There. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> so if you're an achievement hunter, there's one for you. So, um, but yeah, I mean, this, uh, the combat's really nice. It's smooth and, um, it's oh, very, dude. it's very just because of all the different weapons you can pick up, all the different little weapons and upgrades. You have bombs and traps and little like turret things you can set down and, you know, bows and, uh, and you know, what, like each item that you pick up, what it does, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which is, which is what I hate in other roguelikes. Like you pick up an item, you don't know what it does. Like, well, right. Oh, great. I don't it, know yeah, what the hell just, I'm going to do. That's one thing I love about this. It just lists out everything that it has, like the little bonuses, like, oh, this has bleeding damage or like, oh, this will do poison damage. This will do fire, whatever, blah, yep. blah, blah, whatever. But it's a, it's a great game. And it's, oh, one thing that I like about this is that whether you're the person who likes to do like your speed run kind of things, like get through shit as quick as possible, or if you're someone who likes to explore, the game kind of caters to both play styles because 
with each area, once you get to a ne- the next area, there's a door. It's a time door. And if you get to it in mm-hmm. time, there's a whole bunch of cool shit behind that door. Dude, dude. But- <laughs> okay, so I, I was going to get to this game and talk about it a lot uh, uh, to where it is on my list. Uh-huh. Let's just talk about it now. Uh, I did that last night. Like, I, I, I usually don't speedrun these things. So I was yeah. like, you know, I saw the two-minute thing. Let me check that out. I got through the door. Holy shit, there's so, so much, much stuff for you to get. <laughs> and you can get it more than just clearing out a level. Yep, so, yep. like, it incentivizes you to actually go and do the things that you probably wouldn't do, like, exactly. otherwise. I'm not a speedrunner oh type either. And it just exactly. got me, it got me, like, gotta go fast, gotta do it, you know? Like, <laughs> gotta run through this. And the nice, the cool thing about this, another cool thing that's part of the mechanics of the game is when you kill an enemy, you get a speed boost. So you kill an enemy, you run, you run, you start moving faster. So it's just like, you really, gotta get this nice, you get a nice little rhythm going. So yeah, just take a look next time. He kind of like does like, you, even your running animation changes a little bit. So you kind of nice. get into like a little rhythm. So it's like kill an enemy, you know, like dash through. And so, sometimes I don't even kill all the enemies. Some, at first I was just like, this combat's so awesome. I want to kill everything I see. Then after a <laughs> while I was like, okay, I want to get through that, this level faster so I can see what the hell is behind that door. Yeah. So then I just enemies started, don't damage you on top touch which is great you can just run right by them yes that is uh, that is a very nice thing yep. i hate when enemies damage mm-hmm. you on touch that is such bullshit but <laughs> uh, yeah uh i like the the upgrade system to it so like you can you get um cells that mm-hmm. you could put towards upgrading your uh, more permanent stats mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or you can upgrade it towards getting a, a, an item for that run and so it, if you die a couple times over you're building your way to better gear all the time mm-hmm. um yeah, this, I mean, again, going back to the way it plays, this is probably the best playing game I've ever played, honestly. It's uh, great. Just, just because everything is so fluid, you can go into stuff, cancel out of moves. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, it's fantastic, man. Like, I, like, I know you guys, like Justin and Ben, you guys hate this kind of stuff. I wholeheartedly recommend one of you guys try this out. Maybe yeah. Ben on Switch <laughs> might be better, but, um, goddamn, this is a fucking amazing playing game. One thing I will say, like, it takes quite a bit to make me look at, like, a roguelike game and be like, oh, okay, I'll try this out. And the last game to do that was 20XX, and that was just purely based on the gameplay. It was that Mega Man X-style gameplay. You can just, like, run through these stages, like, yeah, cool. And, you know, there one thing that this and 20XX share is that the, the stages are they're kind of, like, randomly generated to a sense so sometimes you'll kind of run into some weirdness with the level generation like you'll go like through all like there's all these like this kind of like cave like system and you're like it's a dead end there's like nothing like absolutely nothing at the end of this like just this whole big long home like dude i could have just been i could have gone through like the level and gotten the time door <laughs> but instead, well, like, like, you, like you said there's secrets like everywhere like exactly. there's parts of this game where like because you don't know if that dead end's a dead end or a secret area so I found some secrets like where you just crawl through stuff or you slide through stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and you know the beginning room? If you go over to the left and you jump up a little bit and then slide under, yep, yep. there's a secret uh, blueprint there. Yep, I found I'm like, that one. I'm like, what? I didn't even know this. Like, <laughs> Such a <laughs> this cool game. awesome. Cool game. Yeah. Uh, and I think like each level or each stage or world or whatever has its own um, thing to pick up to advance the game. So like mm-hmm. uh, in stage two, there's like uh, a vine grower. So yes. you use it to, uh, you pet this like bush or whatever and it shoots up vines yeah uh that is another yeah. yeah that's another thing i totally forgot about those little permanent upgrades that will just expand your exploration so it'll kind of it'll it's just expand even more just on the whole if you're one of those people who likes to explore the crap out of every map you know and then yeah and yeah and uh, so like there's like the statue in the first level that i'm rubbing i'm like what the fuck does this do i'm like it's like <laughs> you know, the statue like makes a face i'm like okay that's kind of cute whatever but i i guess that 
that later on you can get something from that when you get the upgrade for it. Yeah. And there's also these yeah. weird little like little cinematic things that happen too. Like you'll like come across like some prisoner in some cell, there'll be some dialogue. Or like you'll come across like a room and explore just like inspect stuff. So that little touches like that are cool because it's like, oh, some some interesting stuff. It kind of breaks up the gameplay a little bit. But but yeah, I it's just it's it's like like I was saying before, it's just this kind of changed my perspective on like that kind of rogue style sort of gameplay because yes. they're doing enough to like make it not like Hey, fuck you! You died. Start over. You know. <laughs> also, it's just fun to play. Like, I don't yeah. even mind starting over. I'm just like, hell yeah! Let's go kill some more stuff. The nice thing about this <laughs> game too is if you just quit, just wherever you are, you start the game back up. You'll just pick up right back up where you started. Wow! You Holy just pick shit. up right up where you left off, and it's just like that's wow. awesome. You, you can literally just pick up and play this game whenever. So if you're like stressed out, like halfway through a run, just like okay, whatever, just pause or just whatever, you know, quit, save and quit, <sighs> come back to it later. I was like, oh, holy crap! I didn't even really, I didn't realize is- that was a thing until I just, I was like, wait, I didn't. This isn't the starting area. Oh, oh crap! This is where <laughs> I was when I quit last time. Neat. So this is the ideal version of roguelikes. I would have to say so. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So <laughs> Three. yeah, that's that's um, my game, Dead Cells. <laughs> yeah, Dead Cells, great man. It's awesome. Uh, so, <laughs> Justin, where are you on, where were we on, number three or four? I think... Uh, number three. three. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I mean, you were on number four for a while, or was that your number three? I don't know. <laughs> That's my number three. Uh, okay, cool. Yeah. Um, so I actually just switched this, but my number three is Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. Nice. nice. Um, this is high, because honestly, like, I, I'm not usually... Like, I love Smash mm-hmm. Bros. I mean, it's, you know, it's basically a Nintendo fanboy fighter <laughs> game. Um, I love that. But I'm not usually, like, super into them. I'll play, like, the story mode or, you know, the single player mode to unlock all the characters, whatever that is. Obviously, Brawl had the, you know, controversial subspace emissary, which I loved, by the way. Me too. No shame. Um, None. Yeah, it was so cool. <laughs> Very cool. Um, but after that, like, after I get all the characters and everything unlocked, I kind of just play it whenever friends come over and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, this one has been kind of unique, and that's why it's so high on the list. Because, like, I'm actually really into mm-hmm. it. Like, I'm still not that good at it. But I think because there was so many characters to unlock, for one, it got me into the single-player stuff way more than it usually does. Um, and also, World of Light is super mm-hmm. good. Like, I mean, it is essentially just, you know, normal battles with, like, kind of... you like creatively designed uh, combatants. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, the spirits are just characters in the game, but with, like, cool modifiers. Yeah, yeah. But the attention to detail there, and, like, the kind of quality and quantity that they've managed to put into the game is just really charming, in a way. Uh, and, like, you know, you'll be just going around on the map in World of Light, and you'll run into something, and you're like, oh, man, I love that character! And then you'll have the battle, and you're like, that felt like that character. Like, I wasn't fighting them, but that felt like that character. That's mm-hmm. really cool. Um, and so I actually feel like I'm getting better at this one than I usually do at Smash Bros. Because I'm actually invested in the characters and the the grind to get better mm-hmm. at it. Um, I have more incentive to do that. Um, I still, I played it with some friends at New Year's. Um, and there's still some weird stuff. Like, for some reason, the way Switch recognizes controllers, um, it's not built for eight players even though Smash allows eight players. Oh. So, like, there was something weird where, like, each Joy-Con was uh, 
a, considered a controller. So if you have, like, we had, I think, three pairs of Joy-Cons and then uh, two Pro Controllers. And that's all That's all it would allow. So it was five players, but eight total controllers, which is the max the Switch will recognize. Huh. So, like, unless you have, you know, a mix of, like, GameCube controllers and Pro Controllers, you can't play eight oh, players. what? So I had six people over that were all wanting to play, and we could only get five oh, max man. in. Whether it was, you know, Joy-Con and Game Control, GameCube controllers or, uh, Joy-Con and Pro controllers. Because the GameCube controller adapter uses two USB plugins. Oh. So I couldn't actually plug in my Pro controller with the GameCube controllers, because it's also USB. Bummer. So just quirky little things like that. Yeah. Um, but also, like, I think I enjoy the single player stuff more. Like, I really like one on one. I think the one on one online stuff is super mm-hmm. solid. But I was playing, like I said, with four other people, and I was just getting wrecked, <laughs> because it's almost too chaotic yeah. now. Like, there's so many items, and, like, the stages are bigger, and you get five people in there, and it kind of starts to zoom out uh, to, you know, so that everyone's on the same screen. And I was just, I kept losing track of where I was. And it was just items and assist trophies and everything everywhere. I kind of just liked either single player, like, you know, one-on-one or one versus, like, an army, or the just, like multiplayer one-on-one you know local or online battles um which is really not what smash bros is built for but like i think that's a testament to how much i enjoy the game itself that i prefer to just play it by myself it's a fighting like party game that i prefer to play by myself (laughs) like that's crazy (laughs) but they've made the single player content so good this time so yeah i mean i can say a lot more things about this game um but i think we've done that plenty between me and ben so, yeah, that's why Smash Bros. is my number three, which I wouldn't have expected before nice. this. Nice. Ben. And we're going to continue that Smash <laughs> Ultimate talk <laughs> because my number three what, what? is Smash, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. <laughs> uh, to me, I don't Shut see up. this. I don't see this as just as a game that's a celebration of Nintendo. This is a game that's a celebration of video games over the past 30 to 35 years. Wow. Uh, everybody who's everybody is here. Every, I mean, the tagline is true. Everybody is here. This is the greatest fighting game roster of all time. Mm. The and then the little touches of love, as Justin mentioned, <coughs> when World of Light or just you know the spirit stuff, where they try to make it as close to you fighting that character, even not fighting that character. Um, the the little the the arcade modes where each mode is tailor made to that character. I'm gonna you know I said this when we talked about it, but you know Ryu. You know, instead of it being a, you know, typical percentage battle, it's a stamina battle, and you basically play characters that are similar to Street Fighter, uh, and they had the old Street Fighter music, and Ken teams up with you in dramatic battle at the end. Like, just little love letters like that. It's, it's such a great game. Such a phenomenal game. It is all the care. It's so, it's fast. It's kinetic. It's, it's amazing. One on one is great. Four on four, it's great. Eight on eight, it's great. <laughs> it's just a good game. Um, the care it, it and for a game as big as it is, it doesn't feel that imbalanced. Like every character feels viable, and that's insane. That's insane, man. I'm telling you this. <laughs> um, it's 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 an amazing mm. achievement. Like like I know a lot of people were like, oh, Nintendo had it down this year, and then they fucking hit that smash button, and then that was it. <laughs> uh, case closed, slam dunk. Um, and in the other year, Smash would have been number one for me. But there were two other games that were above it that I'll get to momentarily once we get to that circle again. 
But my god, I'd probably agree with that. Yeah, my, but my my god, this was like again. I or I think what was it like in April? We heard we heard about this in April that a new one was coming out, and then the and of course you know and then the lead up, and now we got fucking Joker from Persona Five is coming <laughs> in a few months, which is just crazy. Like who's gonna like literally? We don't know. The next year of Smash Brothers is gonna be amazing. It's I love this game. I'm glad I bought it. It's so amazing. It's it's great. It's great. I can... So many dream matchups have come true. Mm-hmm. I love it. Number three, baby. Nice. And my number three is Red Dead Redemption 2, the Ooh. game that took me away from Destiny for three weeks. <laughs> wow. Three That's only number week. three. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I've talked about Red Dead Redemption 2 before on the show, um, but the reason I have it so high is mainly because of the story and... And the protagonist of Arthur, like, I think Arthur is the best video game protagonist ever made. Uh, it's a better game than the first one. Uh, I like the shooting mechanics in it, actually. Um, uh, some people still have problems with it. And it didn't really change a whole lot, other than you just, it, it automatically ends at the body, you move up and shoot the head. But it's in, re- it correlates it with the guns at the time. So, like, you know how uh, guns had the, the lever that you had to use? Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. In order to um, use your gun, you have to shoot it, and then you have to flip it again. But you do that by relocking with the L2, or you press R2 again. Oh. So uh, it, I like that because it brings you into that world. Mm-hmm. And who doesn't like a good Winchester gun? Come on. Oh, Winchester's so awesome. Shit. <laughs> 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 uh, it also got me into uh, like role-playing the character. Like I was Arthur. Arthur wasn't me. Mm-hmm. So like I thought, oh Arthur Morgan would do this in my, this scenario or this, uh, and I always had him like wearing a mustache because I thought you know my cowboy he's not gonna have a beard the whole time like all these other chumps he's gonna be <laughs> a f- sophisticated man with a uh, badass mustache. mustache. Um, yeah, sometimes I would just walk around the cities that I was in like I would just walk around and talk to some of the people do some of the side quests. Uh, I would just walk into a bar take a shot and people are like. Ah, you're one of those rural guys, eh? And then I try and talk shit to me, and I, I tell them to fuck off and stuff. Like, there is <laughs> stuff in that game that is very controversial, but I think it just it adds to the um, immersive immersiveness to it. Um, and that might turn off a lot of people, but the immersiveness to this to the game, the story it tells, the prologue. Um, I re- I kind of want to talk about the prologue a bit. So Ben, if you don't want to listen, cover your ears for like two minutes. No, I'm 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 fine. Okay, so after um, I already stopped listening, so you're good. <laughs> <laughs> so when you take your last ride to camp, your Arthur is thinking about all the things that have happened in the game, and he's dying from TB tuberculosis. And the whole point, I think I've talked about this before. Um, he's trying to make good. He's trying to make good on what he's done. Uh, this is if you play the good way. I don't know what happens if you play the bad way. I've heard there's some things that are different. And not as wholesome and like honorable, mm-hmm. but your Arthur is thinking about all the things that he's done and all the the shitty things he's done and all the good things he's done. Uh, and so you're riding the camp. Uh, everything has gone to shit. Everything, everyone's thinking you're betraying them because you've realized that uh, Dutch has lost his goddamn mind and he doesn't have a plan to help everyone out. Like they're on the run from the Pinkertons. 
and uh, it ends in a shootout on top of a mountain, and you help John get away. And then the prologue, you play as John Marston, and um, you're with his kid and his wife, and they're trying to find like a, a new family for like a new way of life for themselves. And so John, so John is uh, working on this other farm for this other guy. He's making up his like his whole backstory so he can work there, and he saves up enough money. Uh, he's trying to save enough money to get his own house. Uh, something happens where John has to go back to his old ways of shooting people. His wife doesn't like that, but even though it's for the good of the goddamn farm, he, she took the kid <laughs> with her and left. And so John decides, uh, you know what, I need to take a loan out of the bank. I need to build up my farm. And he tries to win her back. And he actually, there's gameplay parts to it where you're building the, go- the house from the first game. It's oh, so wow. cool. You're building the house for the first oh, game. Wow. And and so like he wins her back and everything, and then there's like other um, side missions to it where you you go into uh, Austin and you recognize all the different stuff from the first game oh, like wow. the, you know that gu- like you know that um, gorge or whatever from the yeah. first game like yeah, one yeah, of the yeah. first missions yeah uh, I really hate that gorge but like I remembered <laughs> it I'm like oh my god this is the gorge like I'm riding through it I'm getting goosebumps I'm like going into um. Uh, armadillo. I'm like, oh my god, this is armadillo. So like I start walking the, around. Oh, that's like, crazy. Yes, it's the whole first game is in this game, basically, that, except for so Mexico. That's crazy. Member Redden. Like, that's, that's it's all, amazing. That's awesome. Yeah, and like the prologue really sold it on me. That that's some like fucking. Hey, you get to go back to Kanto and when you play uh, Pokemon Gold and Silver back in the that's that's <laughs> what this is right here. Hey, you get to go back there now, and it looks slightly different. Yeah, it's it's awesome, man. And I kind of want to play it again, but it's bad. Or maybe just play it again because I love that game and that story and everything about it. But I, yeah, it doesn't break um, the top two. I'll just say number two for me is Dead Cells. I've already talked about that with Low. Like again, I said that's the best goddamn playing game I've ever played, and <laughs> <laughs> I, I need to get back to it. I kind of want to get it on Switch just so I can have it on the airplane when I go to Vegas. Here's not bad, but on I've Switch. I hear it's actually not that good on Switch. Like, it's got really? performance issues. Oh. I don't know if they've updated it since then, but that's what I've heard when it came, no. first came out. Oh, by the way, I probably would have started crying if I if I had bought Red Dead this year and I got to that point where they're building a house because of what happens to John in Red Dead 1. Yeah, exactly. I probably would have started that. crying. I'm like, mm, you're building your Stop, John. You're like, building no, your murder house. No. <laughs> you're a good yeah. man, John. You're a good man. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's amazing. I I love Red Dead. It's it's great. Uh, there's supposed to be um story and DLC or something coming out for that. So I want to check that out. Um, anyways, uh, number two, low. All right, number two. Number two is man. Number two. <laughs> number two got number two got in there right right at the end of the year, and uh, because it was actually a, a gift for my birthday from uh, from from Justin, thanks buddy. And the game I'm talking about is Final Fantasy 15. So I I haven't I, I will admit <laughs> I have not spent I have not spent a ton of time in this game, and the time that I have spent has been either just kind of wandering around aimlessly or just fighting shit. And both of those have been incredibly fun. Part of the reason why just running around namelessly has been so fun is just because of the, of the little interactions between you and your party members, your your, your homies and stuff. And it's just really cool because it just kind of... Because Final Fantasy is it's one of those games for me. It's just kind of like 
whenever <laughs> whenever my old ass starts thinking about the good old days of games and stuff back back when back in the simpler times i always think about final fantasy like more particularly final fantasy 6 and when i was playing through those games back in the day i would always i would always kind of think about like well i wonder like what I wonder, like, what kind of conversations, like, the party members would have with themselves, like, while you're, you know, running around and fighting monsters and finding treasures and caves and shit and stuff like that. And now it's, like, and now you can experience just that with, with this game. And it's just one of the things that's really cool and just really minor thing, but the fact that Prompto takes pictures as I'm playing the game is really nice because it's one less thing I have to worry about when I play games because he's pretty, he takes some pretty good screenshots, I, I must say. So... <laughs> It's fun, like, when you go to bed, like, to, you know, to choose the pictures you want to save and stuff. I think that's a really cool element. It's a really awesome feature. I was like, wow. They just kind of, they it's it, they kind of just thought about, like, just, there's just those really nice little touches like that. That just kind of makes me think, wow, they really put a lot of thought into this game, you know. You know, I, I hear mixed stories on, like, the story, how it's not super fleshed out or anything like that. But, you know for me that's not necessarily what i'm really focusing on with this particular game it's more about like the journey like with my friends and like we're running around and fighting monsters and stuff and the combat's really fun and it's just like really just like yeah it's just it's like really fun you can just like run around and stuff like that and it's really cool and just randomly i was just kind of wandering around the starting area and i was i found some guy that was in a penguin suit and it was like oh you can design your avatar or whatever for i which i assume is the the co-op mode and after I was done designing him, like, it replaced Noctis with that character I just designed. I was like, what? This is weird. This is really strange. And then, like, a bunch of dialogue boxes popped up. I was like, oh, well, you know, everyone's going to act like you or you look like this the whole time or whatever. But just kind of, like, just sort of, like, covering and just, like, kind of, like, making it, like, sort of canon <laughs> in a way. But it was it was just really strange. But like, it, was, it was also kind of cool that you can just kind of have, like, a custom avatar and play through the whole game. It's kind of weird when it, like, cuts to actual cutscenes with actual Noctis because <laughs> it's funny because I did that, and so I obviously I made the character look like me, so it's, like, some handsome-looking Final Fantasy black dude, right? So then what, right after that... Yeah, well, no, he just has just kind of shorter hair. They don't have uh, dreadlocks in this, unfortunately. But That's why it's not number one, because it has no dreadlocks. <laughs> so I did this, and then I'm like, oh, cool, I have a custom avatar. But then I did some story things, and I went to, like, a cutscene where... <laughs> Where Noctis was like a, a kid, and then I was just like, ah, yes. When I was a, when I was a young white boy, I remember that. I remember back in the day. It just was just so it was just so jarring and weird. But the fact that it's in there is cool. It's just I don't. I, I after that, I just changed it back to where it was just normal. So I'm like, okay, we'll just do it like this. But um, but yeah, I'm having a lot of fun with the game so far, and I'm looking forward to playing more of it. And just kind of getting through it, and, and especially going through all the DLC because the Windows Edition came with all the of the DLC that's been released, which is super neat. And yeah. And thanks again, Justin, for gifting that to me. I'm having so much fun with it. And like I said, it's just good. I thought yeah, you like I said, it just kind of reminds me of just all like the good times that I used to have, like playing final fantasy and just grinding through, you know, the maps and things like mm-hmm. that, discovering shit and yeah, super fun. So that's my number two. I'm confused by your character customization stuff. I didn't know you could do that outside of the multiplayer mode. I didn't know either. So that's like, kinda, I mean, like, there are some costumes. Like, I, I remember there was, like, a free DLC thing that I downloaded for, like, a ramen costume mm-hmm. where he, like, has, like, the like the ramen bowl on his head or whatever. And, like, it's, <laughs> nice. 
blatant product placement. Yeah. But that's the only thing I know of. It was that's like yeah, that. it was the weirdest thing. I was like, "What's this penguin dude doing here?" And then they sort of put me into this customization screen, and I did it. And then there was like this weird thing happened, and then all of a sudden I'm playing as my character I just designed. I'm like, "All right, huh. <laughs> this is weird." Is so weird. I changed it back after that because it was just I'll, I'll I'll look into that more later. But um, but yeah, it's, it's yeah because I just know a few like like I said a few little outfits mm-hmm. and things that are still Noctis, but in a you know, in a different shirt. Or oh, okay, okay, gotcha, gotcha. So maybe the Windows edition was different. Yeah, I don't know. yeah, it's possible. Oh, there's mod support too, so that's that's cool. <laughs> mm. Lots of mods. Yeah, I've seen some of those. I think we've talked about that before, like the Power Rangers. Yeah, yeah. there's a Sora mod mods too. And things like that. <laughs> yeah, that's weird. <laughs> Good stuff. They have Gordon Freeman. Um, mm-hmm. That's actually mm-hmm. in the game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Justin. Uh, number two. Yeah, so we're actually back on track because my number four was the one I skipped. Um, so yeah, my number two is God of War mm, on PS4. Boy. Um, so yes, Dad of Boy. <laughs> uh, so I actually, like I said, I originally had this and Smash Bros. flipped. But the more I thought about it, the more God of War is just a very unique, like, special game. In a way that, I mean, as much as I love Smash Bros., it can't compare. Um, I've, I've heard a lot of people talk about God of War lately and how like it's their game of the year and everything like that. And I think any other year with, you know, with like this same list of games coming out minus one, this would have been my, my game of the year because I used to love God of War. Like when it first mm-hmm. came out on, uh, was that PS2? Yes. PS- yeah. PS2. Um, I played one and two like crazy. Um, I never played the PSP ones uh, originally because I didn't have... Well, I had a PSP, but I didn't have the games on PSP. Um, and then I got the collection of them all on uh, PS3. And I played the... Uh, I didn't replay the one, 1 and 2 for some reason, but I played the two PSP ones and beat those also. Like, I've beaten every God of War game except hmm, 3. Hmm. Uh, I didn't really like 3. I don't know. Something about the weird, like, the change in perspective and, like, trying to make it more epic... But still, it kind of had that same like engine feel of one and two, mm-hmm. just like more cinematic. It just it didn't work for me. I even tried to play it again recently on uh, when it was free on PlayStation Plus, and it still just didn't work for me. Uh, partially because the graphics broke, but also like after playing this new one, I just, I couldn't go back to that old. It's style. tough, man. But I just I love. Huh? I was just saying, yeah, it's tough after playing the new one. It's tough yeah. to go back to those older ones because I'm trying and right. <laughs> Because, like, I mean, they're, they're great. Like, the, yeah. the whole idea of, like, being this character that's, like, you know, killing gods and everything. Like, actual mythological gods mm-hmm. that everyone knows. Like, Zeus and things like that. Great. I love mythology. And it's great. Mm-hmm. I love Norse mythology probably the mm-hmm. most. Mm-hmm. Nice. Um, I took a mythology class in college uh, that was all focused on Norse, Norse mythology. And, like, it went over, like, the idea of Ragnarok and everything, mm. which is why Thor Ragnarok made me so mad. <laughs> Don't like that movie. Oh, that movie's awesome. Um, mm, <laughs> right. But uh, but this, like, it, it hits so close to home of, as far as my love of Norse mythology combined with, like, the love of God of War mm-hmm. I have. And it's just, like, it's such a polished, like, strong game. Um, it's some of the best action like, as far as a kind of, you know, a more, like, brooding, like, not-so-quick, like, platformer-type game. Like, just a straight action game with some, like, you know, light 
moving around and climbing up mountains and things like that. It's one of the strongest uh, action games I've ever played. Um, there are some weird goofiness in there, like some of the uh, the animations when you attack uh, enemies. If it hits the geometry in a certain way, it like goes all funky, mm-hmm. and you know, there's things like that you just you can't get mm-hmm. rid of. And there's also some elements still where it's like you. It looks like you should be able to jump off a ledge, but you can't. You have to go around it because it's just like it's built as a as a boundary mm-hmm. box that makes it feel kind of old school. But that's not necessarily a bad thing. That's God of War. Like it it expects you to kind of go a certain way. It's the way the game is built. Um, so it kind of just evokes that classic style, but with a much more modern take on the story and the the you know behind the shoulder view instead of the more top down like it's exactly what a modern like reimagined version of God of War should be um and the most important part and the reason it's on this list is because of the story uh i still haven't beaten it i'm like at the end i just haven't gone back into it recently um i was trying to do 100% for a long time and it got really hard like some of the stuff and like Niflheim and stuff i just, i didn't mm-hmm. care about like, I would, I would do those parts, and I'd spend way too long on it, and I'd get annoyed and quit. And I'm like, why? I should just enjoy the story. Like, that's what I'm here for. So I need to go back and just beat mm-hmm. it. Like, just play the story without all the extra stuff. Um, because the game itself is easier, I'd say, than the average God of War game. It's the optional stuff that's really hard in it. I'm just playing a normal, by the way. Um, but the story is such a good hook. Like that whole dad of boy idea, mm-hmm. like kind of humanizing Kratos with a son and a son that doesn't really like him because no one else likes him. So why should his son <laughs> like him? Um, but I mean, it's true, but the way they bond throughout the game and like kind of come to an understanding of each other. Um, and, uh, you know, I've also heard about some of the twists that happen later yeah, so I. that I don't, I don't want to know the details or anything. Like I've, I've heard enough to be like, man, yeah, they're pretty good. Um, yeah, but like that kind of stuff really intrigues me in the way that like, maybe there will be a future game where he becomes the new, you know, this thing, the hmm. new playable character. Hmm. Um, and like, I could see that being really cool because like, you know, like father, like son in a way, kind of, I'd like to see his journey growing up, um, which is usually why they bring in these characters, you know, the, the younger characters in an old franchise, mm-hmm. um, but, but yeah, I think, like, we had, what, five God of, like, mainline God of War games where Kratos didn't really grow at all. And then now you see him, like, 15 or whatever years later, and suddenly he has a lot of depth. And a lot of that is to do with, uh, the voice work from Christopher Judge. Mm-hmm. He did an amazing job in this role. I don't even care that they recast the actor. He nailed it. I also think um, the mocap was really good because you could see in his face, yeah. like the animation of some of the things that he's thinking about. That he doesn't say, like when he looks at his oh, kid, yeah. uh, specifically. Because he's a very silent person, yeah. so you have to nail that mocap. Yeah, it's yeah. great. Um, yeah, yeah. I would say like this is deserving a very high. This is a huge risk for God of War because similar to mm-hmm. you know like like a Met- uh, the series that just and I like Metroid. Um, it took that formula that everybody knew, but put it mm-hmm. in a completely different setting and 
it almost changed everything. And under the wrong hands, this could have been very bad. Mm-hmm. Like the, this oh, yeah. could have been a disaster. And the fact that um, the team behind this were able to make a new combat system and make Kratos feel human, which I didn't think was possible after God of War three, and make the story just as compelling as it was in the first. At least to me, I thought the first three were compelling. Um, well, you know, well they had good stories. I'm just saying the character right. himself didn't no, grow. No, no, just got progressively angrier. Um, Um, but like that's what makes this game amazing like it it builds off that sort of tragedy of his fall and into this like from the ashes you get and he's like in hiding basically it's yeah it's 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 great the the whole origin of him is is tragic yeah i saw a whole let's play because i don't know when i'm gonna play it at at any time and it it was a i was like wow that's that was an that's amazing it's it's an amazing game yeah yeah it really Uh, is um uh, I forgot. Hold on, I forgot. Sorry, I was gonna say. Oh, no, I lost it again. Go ahead. Uh, <laughs> my number. I guess I'm next. My, uh, I, I, no, 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 I want to say, say something. Um, yeah. So, like, God of War is in my honorable mention just because I haven't played a whole lot. I think I'm only. Like, I'm only. I'm only in the second realm, so I'm fairly oh. new in. Yeah. Um, God, what was I gonna say? Uh, I feel like the combat in, in it is. Uh, it's so. It's pretty easy so far. All you have to do is throw your axe at enemies. Mm-hmm. You don't even have to put like fight them really uh it gets harder i guess it does yeah but like right now i'm just chucking axes and that's fun uh you can feel the weight of the handle and stuff um i forgot what i was actually gonna say but um yeah god of war is pretty cool i think well, there is a lot of depth with like the the customizable outfits like the you know yeah. the armor sets you can get and like the different parts of your uh weapon and things like that that kind of add some different abilities and stuff like you really do need to change those kind of loadouts in certain situations, yeah. or you'll die. Like, it's just, it's impossible. The stuff is pretty good. I like it so far. The only thing is that yeah. I don't have a lot of currency at the moment. Um, mm-hmm. uh, what I was going to say was, I kind of like the, how they interwoven his past into this. And it's not really mm-hmm. explicitly stated, but people are like, you're a god, but you're not of this world. And it's like, oh shit. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, it's like the, all the Norse gods know, like they, they've heard of him, but they don't know why. Yeah. Which is really mm-hmm. cool. Uh, but yeah, what I was going to say to in, uh, to Ben was, I think what's most impressive about this, because you mentioned Metroid, where like, you know, it drastically changed everything with Metroid Prime, um, and it was just like a new, new studio's interpretation, kind of bringing it into a new perspective and everything like that. This is similar in a way. It's kind of reinventing, you know, the God of War franchise and like a new genre, although it's arguably more similar than Metroid Prime is to Metroid. Um, but it's the same studio. Like, Cory Balrog, Bar- Barlog, <laughs> um, is the same guy that made God of War 1 and 2 and I think 3. Um, now, you know, making this one. So, like, that's really impressive that they weren't jaded by their old works and were willing to look at this in a new way, mm-hmm. but, you know, kind of take their baby and mature it up for modern audiences. You don't see that very no. often. It's always like, you know, the, the Miyamoto's of the world where they're like, no, it has to be this. So I think that's the coolest thing about it. Yeah. But that's, that's all solid. 
Uh, ben, what's your number two? Is it a shock what my number two is? I love ninjas. You love ninjas. Who doesn't love ninjas? It's The Messenger, <laughs> another game by by Bobolver Digital, but this time made by Sabotage Games. This game was fucking amazing. I loved it. Look, I know I'm an emotional guy. I love my emotional stories that make me cry and weep, but sometimes I just want to play a video game that reminds me of old school, and you want to talk about old school? This game is old school mm. from its homage to loving uh, to it being a ninja guide in hack and slash nice. uh, to eventually a 16-bit genesis sounding metroidvania oh my god this game was just so much fun to play whether it's double jumping uh using your ninja stars to get everything or to finding all the hidden medallions uh epic boss fights amazing amazing fourth wall humor i swear to god i haven't laughed hard this hard at a video games dialogue in a long time it's so funny it, it like do, like you're doing yourself a disservice to me if you don't like talk to the shopkeeper. You're not gonna know what that means, but just talk to the shopkeeper and you're gonna be in for a laugh. It has I cool twists. It has cool twists and turns. It has time travel. It it, it 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 it's just it's visually impressive, both eight bit and sixteen bit. The music is oh so twangy with that Genesis twang, especially <laughs> in the sixteen bit version. Like I love it. It 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 was a video game for video game's sake, and I love it. But it it pays homage, and it does the good thing that most that good that the good indie games do, and that it pays homage to something from the past, but it doesn't restrain itself. It doesn't tie itself to that. It 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 modernizes it. It rejuvenizes it, and it pushes it further than it could than the original games could have gone before. This is an this is an amazing game. Um, if you want something more arcadey, but with a grand adventure scale, go buy this game. It's twenty bucks. It's twenty bucks. It's gonna be the best twenty bucks. One of the best twenty dollars you spent in either two thousand eighteen or two thousand nineteen. It's amazing, and it's getting a free update later uh, this year, which is also cool. I would have paid. Fo- I would have paid ten dollars more for it. I will probably ask them to let me. Hey, let me. Can I send you PayPal money? Can I do that for you, please? I want to keep. I'll, look, I'll <laughs> now that you have a PayPal, <laughs> yeah. I will, I will, you know what, fuck it, I'm just gonna buy from random friends copy, here, you get a messenger, you get the messenger, I want people to play this game, I want people to understand why this game is amazing, I want more people to understand how fun it is, and sometimes, sometimes you just want to be a badass ninja, fuck the bat boss fight though, fuck that noise, if you ever, if you've played it, if you've played that far, you know what I'm talking about, fuck that fight, irreversible controls are not fun, <laughs> boom, I'm done, ninja out, <laughs> that's the one I didn't get to play yet, but I, Fully expect to love. Uh, so I've already said my number two was Dead Cells. Number one, Destiny 2 Forsaken. I've talked about this game all year, <laughs> so I won't say a lot here, but it's the game I've played basically every day all year almost. Uh, I've spent hours upon hours grinding into the wee mornings on weekdays. Uh, it's a game that I play with my friends and my family. Uh, I joined a clan, getting involved in that. It was one of the I've had some of the highest highs in my gaming uh, time this year, like clearing out um, nightfalls that were way above my level with clanmates, uh, clearing out the Shattered Throne, getting the bow that lets me abort eggs and destroy Alhankaras. And uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it's the game that got me into Destiny One. Like I'm back in Destiny One playing that game. What's the point? <laughs> For the story and just like so I can experience it myself. Uh, because Destiny One has a major story. 
Hey man, I, I want more destiny. That's all I can say. I can't get enough <laughs> of that destiny. Tap it into my veins, man. Uh, I, I spent hours just on YouTube watching, uh, my name is Biff talk about oh, more nice. videos for this thing. Yeah. Like, it's just, I am hardcore into destiny right now. I, a game like this hasn't come along in a very long time for me. Uh, I used to bounce it from game to game to game to game all the time. And I haven't found something that I've stuck with. And for a year now, mm-hmm. I've stuck with this. Uh, who knows how many years from now I'll be still be playing Destiny games. Uh, <laughs> it, it has to be my number one. If it wasn't, it would be Dead Cells. Uh, but god damn it. Um, yeah, exactly. The lore. I'm in love with it. I'm learning about it. I wanted to take odd raids again with my, with my clanmates. Um, they fixed Destiny for both the casuals and the hardcores. Um, <laughs> something in there for everyone to play with. It's great. Uh, I don't want to spend too much time talking about it because I talk about it. I'll still be talking about it next week or the week after. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I can guarantee 2019's game of the year. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so anyways, that's my number one, Destiny 2 Forsaken. Um you guys know I love the shit out of this thing. Uh, <laughs> so, Lo, you go ahead. All right. So, my... The top of my list. Okay, so this game is a weird pick. And it's a weird pick for for a couple of different reasons. So, despite the fact that I've just been uh, gaming primarily on PC for the last three years or so now, the, the very, very core of me, if you strip down all the weird gamer onion layers... Right down to the very core, everything that like every like the the one thing that got me into <clears throat> video games in general is specifically Sega because my first console was the Sega Genesis. You know, I was gotten to Sonic, all that kind of crap. So, for that reason, my the top at the top of my list for this year is Yakuza Zero. So it's for a couple of reasons aside from that, <laughs> not just the fact that it's. Okay, the fact that it's a Sega title is just kind of something I could I'd just go on for like maybe thirty minutes, but I'm just gonna try to like do a TLDR version. So basically, I'm a longtime Sega fan. I've been horribly disappointed by a lot of their releases, and a lot of their releases I'm like, oh, this is actually great. This is cool, and some of them are just like, meh. This is like, you know, whatever. So Yakuza Zero for me, it's a really solid game and not only that it just somehow manages to be more than one genre or more than one game type in in one you have all these different side games you have all these different side quests you can do the dialogue is hilarious the writing and just 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 on the side note of the writing just the localization of this game is just really on point because they were able to because i a lot of the time when you bring games over from different countries, things get lost in translation or things get omitted because they don't just they don't translate over very well just because of localization and stuff like that. Yakuza Zero is one of those games that was localized really well where you can you know, it it's it's a really it's everything's really believable as far as just kinda like the the Japanese culture and just with the Yakuza and all that kind of stuff. And it's also um one another thing about Yakuza Zero is just the fact that I knew I now have a new favorite Sega character, and that's uh, that's uh, Kazuma Kiryu. He's, it was it was really it was really close between him and uh, um, uh, Majima, but but Kiryu wins out in the end. <laughs> wow! It was wow! Very very close second. It's by like three that's hairs. a shocker. 
<laughs> Everyone I know is like Majima all the way, man. Really? Oh, yeah. I'm, no, I'm yeah. cute. I just love. I love how stoic and like just serious he Straight can be one second. Yeah. And then the yeah. next he can just be totally just like goofing off or just doing something <laughs> absolutely like ridiculous. Or he'll just like say like the stupidest. And it's both in character, stu- right? And he'll just say the stupidest shit with a straight ass face. I'm like, did you, did that really come out of this man? What's going on here? That and just like the fighting mechanics of the game is just so cool. They're just so fun. Um, back in the day when I played Shenmue, it was one of those games I really wanted to like. And one of the things about Shenmue that I wanted to say was redeeming about it was the combat. But I can't say that because there's like five fights in the whole entire game. <laughs> <laughs> so with Yakuza 0, you can't like walk 10 steps without getting into a fight. And these fighting mechanics are so satisfying. Just the different styles you can, you know, switch between. I'm yet to unlock the the last, like, secret special one for each of them because I haven't progressed through the story yet. But that's the thing. I'm, like, taking my time going through this game because it's just... It's just, it's just so cool. So, sometimes I'll just run around, just get in the fights and throw money around, or just like whatever. And if I see somebody who's, you know, handing out like just like like uh, facial tissues or whatever, I still don't. I still don't know what those are for. I'm gonna figure out what those are for at some point. But I there's <laughs> a, I I don't know if there's if they're for anything, but I always kept one because there's um there's a cop that stops you if you the walk stop by. Stop search. Yeah, I just give him the pocket tissue. <laughs> You know, I actually gave, I actually had a gun in my inventory once and I showed it to him and then he's like, Hey, why do you have this? And then it was funny because, because Kiryu's like, well, it's actually really embarrassing. I don't want to tell you why I'm carrying this around. And then he's like, what? Oh, really? It's like, that is like, well, I trust you. So I'm going to tell you. So then like the screen goes what? black and it's just like he, he tells him something. He's like, Oh, wow. I never really thought someone would carry something like that around for something like that. And it was just really, <laughs> and then I'm just like, it just leaves it up to your imagination. Like, what the hell did he even tell him? You know, it's just, yeah, it's those little it's stupid touches like that. And it's just like, it's also like, <laughs> you just keep running into that cop and it's just, oh, it's you again. Okay. And then like, it's also, that's another thing. You can build up like this relationship meter with all these different characters in the game. You can just unlock more dialogue and it's just, just a lot of work went into this game. You can tell a lot of work went into it. And it's just got me really, I guess, a little more hopeful for future Sega releases because it's just, you know, whether or not they continue to be like, you know, shitty release, shitty release, like, okay release, great release, whatever. Or if they just, who knows, maybe they'll just start consistently releasing like better games because I'm not going to lie, this game has that Sega jank that every sega fan is familiar with it's just got that little just every now and then it's just like oh. just why i don't like it <laughs> yeah i had a feeling you were i like, can't handle like, the jank yeah it's just it's one of those things it's just unless you like the only reason i feel like i'm like okay with this because i grew up with it <laughs> you know so it's just like but but yeah it's 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 a, it's a really fun game for me it's got me real hopeful for future Sega releases and more specifically I really want Yakuza 6 to come to PC because I heard that that has a, a virtual fighter in it is that true or not true is that a thing that's, that's yeah it's got it, the last one in it okay yeah and, and I need my virtual fighter so if we can get <sighs> Yakuza 6 on PC and it comes with the, that virtual fighter then I can finally have virtual fighter on PC technically also Yakuza 6 has a has a cat cafe in it too I so need to get this that. game I need to get this game. So I think Kiwami's going to be the next one, I believe. But Yeah, I anyway. think they're bringing Kiwami and Kiwami 2 to PC yeah. So I'm still looking forward to those, though. So either way, even if they're, you know, um, are those ports or are those or, uh, like a... Oh, uh, they're like they're like the Spiral Trilogy where they just like remade the entire game okay, in, gotcha, in a different gotcha. engine. Okay. So either way, I'm looking forward to those because, you know, I've always heard great things about Yakuza 
in general anyways. I've always heard it was a great series, just one of those ones I never played because it was around when I switched to PC and I just didn't have any consoles at all. I was like, yeah, okay, cool. I'll just I'll play it at some point, someday, and I'm just glad I finally got to play it. So, yeah. Thanks, thanks, Yakuza, for rekindling my my <laughs> my very little hope that I have in, in, in Sega titles. But it's it's, it's, I, still, I knew, it's still there. I knew Lowe's List was going to be a wild card because most of it is older releases. Mm-hmm. But that's just uh, <laughs> that's just the way you are, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just like that you talked about Yakuza for a while. <laughs> um, Justin, you're number one. All right. Does anyone? Do we just want to say Spider Man? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> My number one, obviously, nice. is Spider-Man on PS4. Um, I don't think this is surprising to anyone. Like I said, any other year, not my number one probably would have been God of War. But because Spider-Man came out, nothing was ever going to be number one. Mm-hmm. Like, I had all faith that this game was going to be amazing. And it was better than I expected, even. Like, I spent, I think, about probably 30 hours not 30 hours wait sorry how long is the i beat the story and then some um in the first weekend so like 15 hours i guess i was trying to think of how long the story was like 15 hours on the first weekend it came out um i basically did nothing but play the game for most of that time and by the next weekend like i'm not really playing it through the week the next weekend i had it 100 percent completed damn (laughs) I literally 100% completed that game in nine days of not even, like, playing the whole time. Because I think it was a busy week or something. I don't remember exactly what happened. But, yeah. Um, And then, like, as soon as I 100%ed, I was like, but I want to play more. Like, (laughs) there's nothing else to do, but I want to keep playing it. Um, So, you know, New Game Plus came out, and Mm -hmm. I jumped back into that. With like my my hundred percented like level fifty Spider Man, I jumped right back into the new game plus. Mm-hmm. Um, played the whole thing again. I didn't one hundred percent complete it again, but I did beat it again, and then played the DLC. Um, and I'm gonna do those again in New Game Plus um, because I partially because I need to record them um, to you know for the follow up to my story play, which will be out by the time this episode goes live. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, <laughs> nice. But, um, but also just because like I want to experience mm-hmm. them again, and it's one of the few platinums I actually like went out of my way to get. The only other ones I've gotten were the Telltale games that you get just for you know completing <laughs> them. Um, and like it wasn't even really a chore. There were a few things I didn't feel like doing. Like Thomas was totally right. Some of the side missions, some of the like crimes and things you have to stop get redundant if you don't do them throughout. Like, I kind of got tired of that stuff because I just wanted to play the story. Like, I loved the story so much that in the beginning, I was kind of, you know, I was doing that stuff to grind my character levels, um, get more of the suits and things like that, which you mostly get at level ups. Um, but about halfway through, the story really started to kick in and I was like, oh man, I don't care about anything else. I'm just going to keep doing the story missions. Mm-hmm. So by the end of the game, yeah, I had a bunch of crimes and a bunch of other things to, to complete. Um, like a lot of the challenges and things like that that I hadn't done yet because I didn't care at the time. So it was a lot of just cleanup. Uh, but if you just do things as you go, like every time a crime pops up on the map, if you go do that on your way to do something else, by the end of the game, you'd have them done. Like it's well paced. Mm-hmm. It is. 
it's just the problem is it's such a good story that you don't want to do the other stuff. <laughs> um, so it kind of hurts itself in that way. But, um, but yeah, the the game is perfect. Like it plays like a dream. Uh, it is the most like Spider Man I've ever felt. And I'm someone that has multiple Spider-Man costumes, like homemade Spider-Man <laughs> costumes. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. Um, I, like, there's, I don't really know what to say about the, it. Like, the it's combat's, one of my favorite games of all time. The combat's time. great. Uh, I know you found yeah. that some of the bases stuff was, um, pretty, like, uh, repetitive, but I didn't mind that stuff at all. Like, I actually like doing the bases. I was here last week telling about that. And it's more about, like, the, by wave five or six. Yeah. You're just kind of bombarded, and like if you die, then because like you know sometimes the camera gets in your yep, way, yep. and you're just like swarmed, and there's people shooting at you while you're trying to get the ones up close because they're like you know they've, they've got you surrounded, and then you die, and it's like well I have to do this whole base. Over yeah, again. that happened only like once or twice for me, but like I I enjoy the combat. Wait till the DLC. <laughs> uh, but I just Same. enjoy the combat a lot. Like I I varied up all of my um. My, uh, my different gadgets and stuff. Like, I like trying out the impact shooters, the electric shooters, uh, the trip mines, the bombs. Like, I, I varied all that stuff up. I just found the, the combat to be so fluid. And I, I like, I like the combat in that game quite a bit. Uh, better than Batman. Yeah, the only time I don't like it is with the, uh, the Sable tech. Yeah, they're a pain in the ass. Yeah, they're annoying for one. <laughs> Um, like a lot of their stuff like debilitates you, which just yep. makes the combat less fun when yeah. you can't do most of your spider things. Mm-hmm. Um, but also a lot of it's aerial and I don't really like the aerial combat. Mm-hmm. Oh, I like that. Stuff. It doesn't feel as smooth. Yeah. Um, like I'll do the, like, you know, you're, you're coming down and you just like slam down into the ground, you don't- but a lot of it is like the weird, like swinging, like swinging kicks. Mm. And if you uh, if like you do trying to if you do an uppercut and you hold down the square button, he'll do the kick anyways. You don't have to jump into the the swing kick. Yeah, I don't like the swing though. Oh. Like I don't like the kick, and like the the whole thing of like web yanking people up to you like is pretty inconsistent. Mm. And you can really only fight one enemy up in the air, so it leaves you pretty vulnerable. Mm. Whereas on the ground, you can zip back and forth around to a bunch of them, like you know, like the Batman style. So I just I feel like the game is more catered to ground combat. So whenever there's a few aerial enemies, it becomes really easy to take hits while you're trying to fight them. Because you try to dodge out of the way, and then you're not near them anymore, and it's just, I don't know. <laughs> it doesn't feel as good. Alright. But, uh, but no, like, everything about the game is great. Like, the DLC even is good. The last DLC was actually pretty fantastic. Mm. It has a nice little, uh, post-credit scene, um, that the other, that kind of ties more into a sequel than I would have expected. It's it's short, but it's nice. Um, the other two are just fine. Like, they're set up. But there's enough, like, unique things introduced through the regular game and then in the DLC that it's just, like, you can tell they're still trying. Like, they haven't run out of ideas. And it makes me really excited for a sequel. Yeah. But yeah, uh, like... The Miles stuff, um... Like, the story with Miles is, like, great. Uh... Yeah. I, I want to talk about it with. He's more integral than I thought he was going to. Right, right. Uh, I'll, I'll talk. I'll spoil it with uh, with you because I want to talk about it a little bit. Uh, so when yeah, yeah, yeah. so when they're at the the mayor conference and the bomb goes goes off, I was not mm-hmm. expecting to see uh, 
Miles' dad get blown up like that. Yeah, that whole section is brutal. Like, it's the dark chapter of that game, and it really puts it to perspective, like, Mr. Negative is no joke. Like, he is here yeah. to take... It really, like, it's a good point. Like, it's early enough in the game that it really sets the stakes. Yeah. Um, but it's also, it's pretty short. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I've, I've been cutting together for the story play, and that whole section, like, is actually just one episode without cuts. Like, a lot of the others, you know, there's there's bits in there where it's like, you're swinging to a thing, or there's like, there's combat where it kind of, you know, I have to, like, do some edits and things like that to cut stuff out. That whole section is just, like, it's basically, it's a playable movie section. Like, it's so beautiful mm-hmm. and tragic, but, like, it's just really well done. And there's so, there's a few other moments in the game that are just very well done and playable um, in a way that, like, it feels like you're actually playing a movie instead of playing a video game. Yeah. It's, it's, but, it's yeah. a great story. I love it. Uh, I could say so much about that game, but we'll move on. <laughs> it's, it's late. All right, yeah, we're going two hours already. Uh, so I think uh, Ben here. has the last word. Okay, yeah. Um, is it is is it a surprise? My number one for 2018 is Celeste. Um, What's I, that? This game came out relatively early. once I realized you hadn't talked about it yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I didn't want to interrupt because you know everybody's the number ones, right? Mm-hmm. Um. And so I, I, this game came out earlier than I played it, but I couldn't get it for a lot of reasons. And but I was like, I I, I want to keep an eye on it, but nothing immediate uh, drew me to it until I was like, well, I'm gonna, you know, I need a game for my playing for Chicago because I had pretty much exhausted my Switch library at that point. I was re- actually replaying Breath of the Wild in hard mode. Um, I was like, well, why not? I just why not try? I was debating between Mega Man Legacy Collection Two or Celeste, and Justin told me go with Celeste. I think you'll like it. I'm like. You're right. I'll go with Celeste. So I bought Celeste. Yeah. And um, little did I know that that this little indie platformer, this hardcore indie platform, which I'm not a, usually a fan of. I don't like Super Meat Boy. I don't like games that are super hard for the sake of super hard. Um, that are just like, oh, test your metal, test your skills. I, I like, I casual. I like to enjoy myself. I like to engross in the story. And this game somehow manages to be ball busting hard at points but i never i never felt like angry i never felt frustrated because the whole theme of the game is don't give up the whole like it, it, it the story centers around you know madeline overcome just climbing the mountain because she's going through some issues and the whole thing is like don't stop keep going keep going in your gut and occasionally you're gonna have that little voice in the back of your head going Stop. Why are you doing this? Why, why, why are you doing this? You're going to fall anyways. You know you're going to fall, right? But you got to keep going. And that relates to the cutscenes, to the gameplay. And it, it just resonated with me to where, like, even when I would die, like, 50 times in a row in certain sections, I just was like, got to get back up. Got to get do it again. And just memorizing it over and over again. Um and just, I could do this all day. Yeah, exactly, and, and like, <laughs> um, and um, just like while you're overcoming, helping Madeline overcome her struggles, like you know, you could see yourself overcoming those same struggles. So it's very relatable on multiple levels. Whether you're in a rut, 
or you just need to change the scenery or you just need to do something crazy because you you just need to do something and um like that's why to me it's my game of the year to me and i've said this and i said it before um a game of the a, a perfect and this to me Celeste is a perfect game a perfect game to me and i said it before and i'll say it again for people who might be new but a perfect game to me isn't a game that is without flaws or you know has this thing about it a perfect game to me is something that you once you pick it up you can't stop you can't help yourself. You're engrossed by something about it. And Celeste has so many factors in it that I just couldn't stop. Like, I beat it on the plane ride home. And, like, the ending of Reach for the Summit has some of the best... Has, to me, the best sort of, like, inspirational song in a video game. Where it's, like, it's it's the pure body in... in um, it's the pure embodiment of, like, don't stop keep going keep going like i i find myself this year unfortunately one particularly bad week where like i had to listen to it or like you gotta get up you gotta get up you can't just be here you know you can and it and it's the and it's the embodiment of hope and then um the final track that plays which is called uh in exhale is just that that relief that like see you did it it's okay you're okay. It's okay. You're fine. Everything's gonna be okay. You did the thing, whatever the thing may be, and and um and that to me is when a game transcends it from just being a simple video game. That it resonates with me. That it 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 connected with me on an emotional level. Like I was like I had the person next to me tap my shoulder because I was ver- visually crying over beating the game and you know her you know her journey. You know, helping her complete her journey, just like, hey, are 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 you all right? Like, and I, I didn't want to be like that guy, so I was like, yeah, I'm I'm fine. Just you know, <laughs> just think, just thinking mm-hmm. of something back at home. <clears throat> but like, like, th- like it's true. Like, that's how much this game resonated with me. You know, it it not like again, it was fun, it was great, it was challenging, but the story was what really hooked me in. That that I've never seen a game deal with depression or or just like you know listening to that negative side of yourself so well that it isn't hand-holding that it's completely relatable but it's not shoving it down your throat like it's it's handled so well and it's probably because you know the people behind them the uh, map makes games they're probably coming from their own personal experience that a lot of people can relate to mm-hmm. you know um so I, I know this; it's a very special example, but like a, a, as its own, Celeste is a great video game. But to me, like it just can it connected to me in a way uh, no other game has. Celeste isn't just my favorite game of this year; it's one of my favorite games of all time now. And I've gone back and played it several times to try to get the secret. There's a secret hidden area that I haven't unlocked yet, which <laughs> is even better. Hmm. Um, hmm. But uh, but yeah, like yeah, that that's why. It's my game of the year. It's it's amazing story. It's beautiful eight bit music. It's so so beautiful. Um, uh, Leanna R- Leah Rhyme, I believe her name is um, Lena Rhyme or Lena Rain. I'm sorry, uh, the composer for the for the soundtrack is just oh she you did you, she did such wonderful work. The sprite work is amazing. The characters are memorable. The twists and turns, yeah, and that's why that's why it's number one. 
Nothing else. Nothing. Even though I loved every, I loved a lot of games this year. I loved a lot of games this year, but nothing else came close to Celeste hmm. by by a mile. Nothing. I just want to point out that Ben did interview the creator of this game, so the collusion continues. Yeah, yeah. Well, that was, yeah. He bought your number one. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, that was beautiful. That was a beautiful note to end on. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we should end the show here because it's getting very late. It's almost yeah. two hours yeah. and 20 minutes for mm-hmm. recording time. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, game of the year. So <laughs> there you go. That's your game of the year show. Uh, we would have done news, but man, long, long show. Yeah. Uh, I won't be here, so we'll hold off uh, Ben's um, uh, anime titty quiz show thing for next <laughs> week because I'm really curious about this. And I really want to do it. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I'll be in Vegas next week, and I'll be yeah. hanging out with Low. We'll go uh, to some strip clubs or something. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, Justin, where can the people find your stuff? Uh, you can find me if you look up Zero Score on Twitter or YouTube, or if you look up Zero Score Gaming on Twitch when I ever get around to that. Um, I, I'll, I'll be here if we do a show. I should be here next weekend if we do a show. I was going to say, I'm moving in two weeks, so no promises. Um, but yeah, I, sh- I should be here next weekend. Okay. Um, but I do have uh, Spider-Man Story Play starting this weekend. Um, well, the 5th, I should say. That'll be another weekly Saturday series taking the place of the Final Fantasy stuff. So check that out if you get a chance. It's literally just me editing down Spider-Man on PS4 uh, to just, like, you know the truncated uh, gameplay sections and then the story stuff. But that game doesn't need any, like, you know, quote-unquote amateur voice actors because it's perfect as it is. So I had an easy job for it. <laughs> Low. You guys can find me on Twitter at Nero the Hero N3R0, T-A-G-H-3R0. You can also find me on YouTube, Nero the Hero, all with letters. And you can find me here on Charge Shot. Ben. Uh, you can find me at twitter.com slash marvelousiggy. And then also you can find me at twitch.tv slash iggy284 because I'm keeping to my New Year promise of streaming more. And I've streamed a couple times already this past week, so hit my quota. Um, I streamed well, all of Gris last Friday and – no, not last Friday. Last Saturday and Sunday, I think. Yeah. Um, so go, those are on VOD demand. I'm going to move to my YouTube channel eventually, but I'm going to let them sit there for a while because I think they're there for like 90 days. Um, but then I also started streaming Undertale this past Tuesday, um, and that 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 was an experience, um, and uh, it's definitely interesting. Uh, I'm gonna stream more of it. I um, hmm. but uh, I even had a nice person who was uh, clearly an Undertale fan, but was not condescending nor angry because I didn't do a thing. So so far <laughs> so good. I'm I'm enjoying myself so far. But uh, I'm gonna be streaming more stuff. I actually, to, this is gonna make Justin happy. But I think uh, I'm gonna be streaming Donkey Kong Country three this week, this month. Mm-hmm. Uh, for some reason, the I'm the best Donkey Kong Country. Uh, game. <laughs> for some reason, I'm gonna play a Donkey Kong game, and I don't have Tropical Freeze. Um, I don't want to open Tropical Freeze. I want to play an old school one. So 
I'm gonna give uh, DKC three a shot. I want to see. Well, maybe I misjudged it when I was younger. So, but yeah, uh, Twitter you did Twitter dot com slash marvelous Ziggy and Twitter Twitch TV slash Iggy four. And I'm just gonna put a premiere date so I can owe myself to it. Shovel Knight Let's Play will be premiering on Monday, January twenty first. For those that are interested, if you're not, that's fine. But if you know somebody who's in the Let's Plays, uh, have at it. It'll be coming out on the twenty first. Um, and now I'll be able to play the Switch version because thanks to Thomas. Nice. Oh, snap. And Lo. We did me already. He already said his. <laughs> Wait, Lo. No, Lo didn't. Yeah, he did. Yeah, Lo said Yeah. Lo said, oh. yeah. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. Um, <laughs> Go to Vegas. You need a break. <laughs> you can find me, your host, Thomas, on Twitter. CSG Thomas on Twitter, where I say Fern Golly is shit and people back me up because I'm right. Uh, yep. <laughs> Except my real life friends. <laughs> um, you can also email me, Thomas at trishot.com, and also visit our website, trishot.com, for all of our audio, video, and written content needs. And until then, guys, Fern Gully sucks. Fern Gully sucks. <laughs> Y'all are mean. <laughs> <laughs> Toxic love.